Welcome to The Wrong Side of the Maelstrom, a Warhammer 40,000 podcast based in Southern Ontario. My name's Ian, and my co-host Jason will be joining me shortly, just as soon as he's finished feeding his demon blade. This is episode 18, and tonight we will be focusing on playing with single CAD. You might call it simple hammer, you might call it old hammer, but what we're talking about tonight is playing with a single combined arms attachment. But before we get to that, we start off with some hobby progress and games played. We have a rules lawyering segment focused on poison weaponry, and we go beyond the rim. Uh, be sure to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash wrong side of the maelstrom. We're also on iToy Soldiers at itoysoldiers.com slash wrong dash side dash maelstrom. If you wish to contact us via email, we can be reached at wrong side of the maelstrom at gmail.com. And finally, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Also, Brimstone Games in Windsor has Miniatures Nights on Tuesdays, so be sure to check that out. If you're local to Windsor, join the Greater Windsor Table Warriors over at itoysoldiers.com and come out to the regular club days to get some games in. Mine Jason's home store is the Games Workshop at Young and Lawrence in Toronto, so check that out. Please enjoy tonight's episode, and we'll see you on the wrong side of the map. You are now entering the wrong side of the maelstrom with your hosts Ian Clough and Jason McKendry. And we're back with Hobby Progress. Yeah, man, it's been a... been a while. It's been a while since we reported. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of got caught up in the end of summer, and I went on my adventure. Yeah, and we went on a camping adventure. We went on on an adventure, and then I went on an adventure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we went up uh, up to uh, Algonquin. Yeah, that was fun. Five days, four nights. Didn't get a whole lot of hobbying done. (laughs) No. We brought a table with us, you know, on the canoes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Huge paint set. But only a four-way four table. That was pretty crazy, man. We got, like, the full Canadian experience. Yeah, that's true. We were, like... 30 feet away from a moose. Yeah. You could say that. It's kind of scary. And then shot in the lake we drank from. <laughs> <laughs> Not supposed to tell that part. Oh. It just stared at us yeah. and just dropped a deuce right in the lake. Yeah. <laughs> while making eye Nature! contact. Nature! <laughs> <laughs> that was a highlight of the trip for me. I don't know about you. Yeah. Actually, the highlight of the trip was being hot chocolate during the like, torrential downpour. Yeah, I can't believe we kept that fire going, man. That yeah. was pretty crazy. Yeah. Real Canadian men, yeah, that's us. Now let's go play with our toys. Yeah, hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah, and then I went to uh, to Iceland afterwards. Yeah, for a week and I climbed myself a mountain. Nice. Yeah. Um, Question: yeah. Did you go to any game stores in Iceland? So the there's no games workshop in Iceland. Okay, I trust me. I look. I look because I figured, okay, well, Iceland's not that big to begin with. They might have one in like mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's gonna be in the capital, and they might have one. Yeah, um, they don't, but they have like. Uh, like in when you look at their list of stores, mm-hmm. um, they it's called Nexus, I think. Okay. And I think it's like the hobby shop in in like the capital. Yeah. Even then, I would be like shocked that there's more than one hobby store right. in that capital, just because it's so small. Um, but they list it as their like store in Iceland. Okay. Yeah. As their so, yeah, I was gonna make I was gonna retailer. make a Canadian uh, Space Marine. Oh. And bring it over. If it was a GW. Yeah. As like the, the peace offering. 
So you didn't go to Nexus then? I didn't go to Nexus, no. Because I didn't know exactly where it was. I think it's a little bit outside of the city, so you have to like, mm-hmm. take a bus out there or something. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe next time. Well, you might go next year, right? Yeah, I might go, I might go back next year, yeah. yeah. See more of it. I've been uh, listening out the podcast, and they talk about their pilgrimages to War- Warhammer World. I'm like, <laughs> I should go. Yeah, you said we should go next year, man. Yeah. Uh, we have a guy at our store that just went mm-hmm. like around the same time, so like just less than a month ago. Yeah. And yeah, he said it was amazing. You could just roll it into like a Euro trip. I go to work Nottingham and then... That's a lot of money I don't have. <laughs> well, fine. Just Nottingham then. <laughs> just Nottingham. Day just trip. There and back, you know. Okay, well, you know, about our boring lives and dreams. Let's and get into this. Uh, little hobby progress here. Yeah. What have you been doing? Uh, everything. It's been like four to six weeks since we recorded. So I'm going to work backwards, I think. Well, just gonna, should I just jump in or do you want to go first? Go for it, man. So... I bought Gore Chosen today and ordered, today it was like the 48 hour order, like old stuff, we're going to cast it specifically, so I bought Caster Ken, mm-hmm. which, why, I don't need them, but they're some of my favorite models, and I used to own some, but I traded it for like Assault Marines and Draw Pods, <laughs> and yeah, so I bought that today, finished Death Company Dreadnought last night, it's based and everything. It's not... Yeah, what you need done for our Escalation campaign. Yeah. So, I'm not super happy with the Dreadnought, but, like, I would have to go back and almost strip and repaint it. It's kind of, like, messy. It's not, like, the, um, cross Since you kind of, like, upped your paint game? Yeah. I started that ages ago, and mm-hmm. now I look back and I'm like, oh, I could have done this better, but, like, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. It's mm-hmm. done. The base is done. Screw it. <laughs> I was actually talking to a guy at the store today about that, um... About like when you start an army, by the time you finish it, unless mm-hmm. you just buy the army all at once and make it, yeah. if it's like one of your main armies, by the time you like in a few years, you'll look back and always go like, "Oh man, my hitting's gotten so much better. Should yeah. I redo those guys or should I just keep them the way they are?" Yeah. Well, I've got like a squad that's half that I finish five guys. That was the first thing I painted for the army, and then the other half I still haven't painted. Mm-hmm. So like within that one squad, there's going to be like a miles difference. <laughs> so. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I also, I'm about halfway done a squad attack marines with the like flamers, heavy flamers, etc. Mm-hmm. And I started uh, base coating scouts that I like been primed in there, got the gravel on their bases already mm-hmm. because I do that now. If it's if I'm building a model, you might as well do the base. Yeah, do the base. Uh, blood crushers. I think I talked about them last time on the show. They're completely 100 percent done. Mm-hmm. You had them in armies on parade today. Yeah, right? I did. Uh, oh yeah, that was today. I was on parade. I did my uh, demon horn demons with my Skaven, just thirty odd guys, thirty five guys. Mm-hmm. So yeah, blood crushers. I bought the Age of Sigmar bases for them, kind of bit the bullet and did that. So they look pretty good. Uh, got a lot of good comments on the uh, black corn guys. Yeah, it's like very different. Yeah. Corn. Uh, yeah, so that's good. Warplanting cannon also done on a big. Uh, like, night-sized Seagrove miniatures base. Mm-hmm. Not super happy with the, how the crew turned out on that, but it's done. I just wanted to get it Did through. you build the crew, like, in it and paint it the same yeah, time? I know, I had left them off. You left them off? Okay. Yeah. When I built my stuff, I left. I put the crew in there, and yeah. then it wasn't until afterwards that I was like, oh, my God, I'm such an idiot. That's going to be impossible to paint. Yeah. It's, like, I this fur and their, like, rags are both brown, and I didn't choose, like, different 
enough browns. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like just flows into one another. It doesn't look very good. Yeah. So I might go back and touch it up a bit, but it's done. I got a soft paint. Um, Blood Star I built. So as I may have mentioned before, I hate the Storm Raven model. Mm-hmm. I think it's just look clunky and yeah. it look it, it's. It's not just that it's clunky. I don't mind that it's like a flying box. That doesn't bother me as much as it looks just like stunted. Like it's too short. Mm-hmm. So I just have never liked the model. Uh, I've seen like things where people have stretched it out. So yeah, they give it like the fire raptor. Yeah, and I was considering doing that. But um, then when the Corpus Blackstar dropped, I'm like, holy shit, this thing is... a beautiful transport. It's a gorgeous model. It's $20 cheaper. Rules-wise, it's very similar to a Storm Raven. Mm-hmm. Therefore, like it makes sense that you could use it as a Storm Raven. And then, at your advice, our friends Elton and Greg got it for me for my birthday. So thank you to you guys, and thank you, Jason, for pointing me in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that uh, I ordered Forge World doors for it with the um, like the Blood Angels doors with the uh, claw holding the Grail. And carefully cut out the Inquisition doors and put those. That actually got noticed today. I forget who it was. I don't oh, really? It. Yeah, it was laying there on the hobby table. And yeah, so I walked up and there. Is that Ford World? Yeah, is the, yeah, because yeah. like a huge Inquisition symbol. And I have those doors still, so mm. I put them on a Rhino or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that model is just awesome. And I instead of the um, bolters on top, the Hurricane bolters, I put on missile launchers from a Terminator. Mm-hmm. Which is the Typhoon missile? So it's like completely WYSIWYG. Mm-hmm. It works perfectly. Yeah. So oh, it looks great. Yeah, and it, get it pl- I know, and it plays like a dream. Mm-hmm. And uh, also built eleven Terminators. So one squad of five with Thunderhammer Storm Shields. One squad, another squad of five with four Lightning Claws and the Sergeant with Thunderhammer Storm Shield, and then a eleventh guy with a spear to go with the. <laughs> Squad I already have built to, if I don't want to run the banner, now I have a WYSIWYG model to put in Mm -hmm. in place of him, who has the same, like, spear and storm shield. So, and I built that because Angel's Blade is now out, Mm -hmm. and it's the best. What you've been waiting for. I am so happy, like, that book is like, hmm, well, Jim of GW, what do you think we should write? I think Ian's play style (laughs) needs its own book. So let's do lots of stuff, deep striking and assaulting yeah. and make it better. And that's what I got. Yeah. Like there's two formations in there that like are like the Archangels, Orbital Intervention Force, Terminators Deep Striking, and I'm only gonna use Assault Terminators, so yeah. they assault out Deep Strike. Same thing with a uh, Sanguinary Guard, two to five Sanguinary Guard squads with Dante. Or the Sanguinary, right? Yeah, but let's be real here, Jay. Because <laughs> Dante gives you the Warlord trait where they only scatter D6 inches, yep. and now they're dropping in, only scattering D6 inches, and then charging that turn. Yeah, yeah the charging out of Deep Strike is just... As we'll talk about later. I... I Personally, I think you should be able to charge out of Reserve. I think that would fix Assault in mm-hmm. a lot of cases yeah. in the game. But that's just my opinion. No, I, no and so, you're right. It does... Um, especially Deep Strike out of... Assault out of like being able to assault out of deep strike isn't that much of a big deal when it's happening in turn two. Yeah, turn at least one, your opponents have yeah. one turn, to, and if they are pure shooting army, they should have some type of interceptor. You yeah. think? And so it's also going to get shots off at you. Yeah, and it's also disordered charge, so I'm not getting furious charge, extra attacks, uh, red thirst by have that formation yeah. going. 
Yeah, but uh, also the Death Company. So I've heard some people saying like, "Oh, this is a stupid like this is book is garbage. There's no free transport. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing in there is you can get free uh, overcharged engines, so fast vehicles." Yeah. Which, Okay, so you're getting maybe a hundred points, free upgrades, and you can't yeah. you get an on land raiders too, which is the only way to get fast land raiders that I know about. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty awesome. But so some people are like, this isn't you know this isn't battle company, this isn't crazy demons, this isn't space wolves. I'm like, no, that stuff's overpowered. Yeah, yeah. Good. I'm glad it's not overpowered. Yeah. And the Decurion's kind of the main Decurion is kind of meh, but like. You gotta look through past the see the trees from the forest here. It's yeah, like yeah. those individual formations are so good, and the Death Company to Kyrian's amazing. Yeah, so. I mean it's a lot like the um, yeah, it's a lot like the Tau, like um, formations. Like there's a lot of ship formations. Yeah, in there as well. But when you don't have to weed through it as much, mm-hmm. right? But like there there are a few in there that you're gonna use. Yeah, and then there's a bunch of shitty ones as well. I don't think there's that many. There's only a few shitty ones. The main thing is there's a whole Decurion yeah. and like a core Decurion choice, which is pretty garbage. Yeah. So that was the other thing. Which we one was garbage? The, uh, the the main one or the yeah the uh, Demi Company? Yeah, the Death Company one's good though. Right? The Death Company is good, and the but the, their Demi Company doesn't have um Obsec, which it probably should have. Yeah, and then it gives you Red Thirst, and then the Decurion gives you Red Thirst. Mm-hmm. So you're getting Red Thirst twice, and it's like great. This oh, is really sweet. Oh, no, I mean, it's it doesn't not, stack. No, it doesn't stack. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, maybe cool if it did. Yeah, it actually, there's a really cool rule where if you start taking casualties, you, you guys gain Zealot, which I think is awesome. Yeah, That's yeah. really fluffy, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's not worth taking. I, I don't like taking tactical squads in general, and that's kind of what the Demi Company's built on. Mm-hmm. So, But the Death Company one, you get extra attacks, you get to move after deploying six inches, and all this other crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Only complaint about the book is the Death Company relics because they can only be taken with the Death Company formations. So each either the Decurion or the core Death Company formation, which means the only characters you can take it are Death Company chaplains because those are the only relics of Ball characters you can take. Mm-hmm. So you've got this whole new list of awesome relics, really cool stuff like a nice Melta pistol, mm-hmm. uh, Really cool Blade and Carmine, uh, special armor, all this wicked stuff, but it's only on Death Company Chaplains. Mm-hmm. And it seems like an oversight, but yeah. So I wish I could take a captain with that Blade, Blade and Carmine, for yeah, example. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so that's um that's my hobby progress. <laughs> Angel's Blade is awesome. I'll talk about the games I've played with it as well. But anyway, so what have you been working on? So I made a promise that I was going to finish my Grey Knights for Armies on Parade. Mm-hmm. I more or less finished everything. I just didn't do the Interceptor Squad. Right. And once I had the display board, which you so generously lent me. Well, you generously repainted it. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah you lent me this beautiful, like, ruined church almost. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it just needed a little bit of tea. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah, it's, it's, it's been well-loved, job, so... Yeah. Um, but yeah, so once I had all my models ready for that display, mm-hmm. I realized that like, well, having another five models would probably be a little bit overkill for yeah for the display. But I um, finished my Terminators. Mm-hmm. I had them like base coated before, but um, yeah, finished them hundred percent, all the detail and everything like that. Got out that artificer, oh, artificer the brush, brush and yeah, 
did a little bit of scripture on all the uh, purity seals and everything. Yeah. And then I finished the details on my Eversor Assassin, who was, I'd say he was like 90% done. He just mm-hmm. needed like a few small details here and there. Yeah. Finished that up. And then I powered out a Dread Knight in like, I think three days I did it in. Nice. And then um, did my uh, Librarian as well. I did my Librarian in like, I think almost one night. Nice. Yeah. That was the one that we talked about before that we did on, that I did on the conversion episode. Yeah. Yeah. So he's fully painted now. He's fully painted. All of them are 100% done. I mean, okay. I'm probably still going to go back and add like the, uh, like the blue glaze. Right. Yeah. But, uh, right now I don't have to worry about it. I want to finish about, I want to worry about like finishing the whole army. Yeah. And then you can and go, then back go back and, back and, do, and do it on yeah. everyone. Yeah. Cause I, I just bought some paladins. So. Yeah, and we'll start building those yeah, today. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, man, I really enjoyed basing um, these models, especially the Dread Knight. Mm-hmm. I, um, man, that Astral Granite, that texture paint is just amazing. The color itself isn't great, but put it on your model and then dry brush it. Yeah. No, no, put oh. it on your model and then prime it. Oh, like airbrush it black. Yeah, and then or airbrush it whatever color you want it to be, and then dry brush it. Yeah, and it just it makes it looks way better than the actual gray that it. I see. That it is. They have a new one out that's like thicker too now, eh? Yeah, yeah. That just came out today. More coarse or whatever, yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, someone at the store today was using the snow one. Yeah. And that was actually pretty good too. I mean, what it doesn't tell you to do is like, you're supposed to scoop it out, put it on the base or whatever where you want it to be. Right. And if you take the actual GW snow, like the flocking oh, snow, yeah. and then sprinkle it on it while it's wet, when it dries, it just it adds this like, this texture to it. Oh, when you look at it, it doesn't look wet. It looks more like Dry, it's in yeah. state. It's been like it's not overnight or something like yeah. that. Um, yeah, man. I think, uh, what do you got? Any hobby goals? Yeah, uh, same goals I've had since July. Get my 600 points ready for the Escalation campaign. <laughs> so, working on, uh, I've got like a five man tactical squad that's in my 600 point list and like a six or seven man scout squad. So, I'm going to do the full. I want to get the full 10-man squads for both those done, so it gives me a little bit more breathing room. Yeah, well, if you're painting six of them, you might as well. Yeah, exactly. Them, right? Also, we were talking today about doing a rebasing party to rebase my army on 32 mils. Yeah. So, so Well, your Space Marine army goes back to when they were on 28 mils. Yeah, yeah. And you just repeatedly say, I'm not... I don't want to rebase I'm it. I'm not rebasing It's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of work. But Noah, our buddy, today had a great idea where like, I should just have a basing party and provide like pizza and beer and the bases and just everyone paints them. Yeah. Like we just knock out and rebase. We the do 60 bases in a night or whatever. Yeah. And then switch them over. Yeah. Which I should, I need to think if I want to do that. Cause if I do, I should do it now before I base everything. Cause nothing in my yeah. army is based. Yeah. Don't. So, yeah. It's like if you base them on 28s and then you're like, yeah, I want to switch them. Yeah. So I'm going to think about that and count out how many I'd have to do and price it all out. Mm-hmm. Cause I've got, at least, I don't know, 80 guys I would have to do that with, so. Yeah, but how much do those bases go for? Because you're just going to use the GW ones. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably do the Sector Imperialis one, yeah. so there's so 60. What, 60, you can get like 40 bucks or something. Yeah, so 80 bucks you get enough for your one. Yeah, but I'd, I might have to get Terminator ones too. Then, oh, that's right. And then, stop. yeah, well, blocks of those would probably be good. For all the Terminators, there's a lot of Terminators now. <laughs> I probably... Yeah, I have almost 30 Terminators. In my, with characters, I have 30 Terminators, for sure. That's crazy, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you've got a lot of uh, a lot of Blood Angels, man. Yeah, I <laughs> was working on a list on Battlescribe, 
for like a my full collection, and I was over at like sixty five hundred points when Battlescribe crashed. So I don't know how many points I have total, <laughs> and I just want more tanks, especially because there's some nice updates in Angel's Blade. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one thing your army kind of. I mean, other than like a few land raiders, you don't got like a lot of predators. Or no, I only have one predator. Yeah. I have a fair amount of transports, like two razorbacks and a rhino. Mm-hmm. But well, I guess it's only three. But <laughs> <laughs> but I don't mean like las predators, and uh, I only have the one ball predator and the two land raiders. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe next year that'll be thing. Get a well, uh, squadron of. Big tanks. I can't even think of words right now. The ones <laughs> with the big 10 inch oh, the, um, With the Devastator cannons, right? Yeah. Demolishers. Demolisher cannons. Demolisher. Vindicators, Vindicators, that's it. Yeah. What are your goals, Jason? So, um, technically, I guess the Escalation League has started. I think so. On Monday. Maybe. I don't know. Um, People are arranging games today, so. Yeah, and then I've changed my list last second. Yeah. To be more. Um, originally, I was going to take an Inquisitor. Just like Carapace Armor, very basic, and then four assassins to start off, mm-hmm. and then kind of like build up from there, add some Inquisition in. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. It's like, there's at, at one point you're like, I'm playing really, really fluffy, and then you realize that other people's fluffy lists are just stomping yours. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, you know what? I don't, I don't expect to win like the campaign. Yeah. I'm not really going for that either, but I'd like to be competitive in the game and like maybe win. It's not, one or it's two. not fun getting stomped every day. Yeah. So. And, because uh, in the end, it's still still a competitive game, right? Yeah, you're trying to win. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I at least want to give myself some fighting chance. So I'm doing mainly Grey Knights. Mm-hmm. So it's like an Inquisitor, like an Ordo Malleus Inquisitor in power armor with Grey Knights and then some Assassins added in. Yeah. Like, by the end, I'm still going to have all the Assassins, but I'm not going to start off with it. Yeah. I'm going to add them in throughout the weeks. Um, and if you find you don't, or you don't want to spend all the points on Assassins, you can just add them in. Yeah, exactly. Or like or not, I'll only add in one or two instead of all four. Yeah. So with that, I made my Inquisitor more of a beast. Because mm-hmm. originally he was just like Carapace Armor, level one. He wasn't even starting off as a Psyker. Yeah. Right? Now I put him Power Armor, Plasma Pistol, Demon Blade. Um, Psyker. Psyker level yeah. one, right off the bat, right? So I think he's like 98 points or something like yeah, that. Which is still really cheap. Points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then Terminators and Caluxus uh, Assassin. Um, which is obviously still a small 600-point force, but mm-hmm. it's Grey Knights. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, oh, and the Librarian's in there, too, but he's only Mastery Level 2, I think. Yeah. So all that's done, except I've now I've changed my Inquisitor, mm-hmm. so I have to build my Inquisitor and, like... Yeah, but you're playing on using uh, Crow, right? Yeah, Castle and Crow. Um, I'm going to be using... Because he's just terrible in-game, like the mod, like the character himself. And people will be like, no, he's so great. Yeah, he's only great when he's in a challenge. All your opponent has to do is decline the challenge. And, and then he's kind of shitty. And then, yeah. No, he's not kind of shitty. He is shit. Yeah. Great, you have Artificer Armor? What? You have Artificer Armor with close combat weapon and bolt pistol. Yeah. I mean, he still has, like, cleansing flame or whatever, but um, that's a lot to be spending for, like, 225 points. Yeah, true. Something like that. Um, so I'm going to be using him. I'm going to core out his head mm-hmm. and put, like, a, just a regular head in there. Right. Like, no helmet or anything. And then, uh, yeah, he has a demon blade and everything like that. I'll paint him up to be my Inquisitor. So nice. I gotta get that done because I've already been, like, asked to play games. I'm like, I can't yet. Yeah, same here. And yeah. I have to get two games in, in, like, two weeks, so. Is that what it's supposed to be, two games a week? Two games per two-week period or whatever, yeah. yeah I, I don't want to say this campaign should be pushed back further, 
But at the same time, it's just like, oh, I have so much to paint. I know other people have a lot to paint. How are we going to make this yeah, work? Yeah, but at the same time, if you just continue to push it back, people will, will like delay their painting. You yeah, to, we'll never. Yeah, exactly. It'll um, never happen. So. Yeah. So I have to finish that Inquisitor, and then I just bought two boxes of Paladins, because in my like full 1850 Grey Knights list, not for mm-hmm. the campaign, I'm running like 10 Paladins. Yeah. Because they are the shit. Mm-hmm. For Grey Knights, at least. Yeah. Actually, so, I think Paladin Star is still a thing in like Competitor 40k as well. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, so are you still planning on running two uh, Dread Knights? Uh, in my competitive, like... No, I mean in the, in the campaign. No, in the campaign, no two Dread Knights. What about I have it? a Dread Knight and then a Knight. Okay, so you are doing the Knight Titan. Yeah, I am doing the Knight Okay, Titan. cool. So i got to paint that up too, but that's like December after that time, so... Yeah, not short term. Oh, so much to paint. Licensing <laughs> exam, why? <laughs> um, yeah, Ian's pretty busy right now. Yeah. For, to There's a reason we life. haven't put out an episode in a while. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into games played. Um, I've got three, but I'm going to try and roll them into one as so much as possible. Okay. Go for it. So I was in Windsor for a weekend. I swung by uh, Great Windsor Table Warriors uh, Club Day and played two games. First was against uh, Rob Sisley on my Toy Soldiers. He was running Traders Gonna Hate, so and I was running Angel's Blade. And I got my ass stomped in. So he ran lots of Corn Berserkers, a couple of... um cultist units and a lord of skulls Mm -hmm. so that lord of skulls is a beast and my stupid terminators cannot kill a titan to save their lives (laughs) unless it's softened up by a shadow sword in an apoc game so rob just steamrolled me and we called it the end of turn three and my terminators came in killed a couple of units and the uh, blood star didn't come in until like turn three and mm-hmm. did very little, so that was kind of the theme for this list is just failing reserve rolls. <laughs> so I need to get a comms relay in yeah. my list. That's just what has to happen. Second game was against uh, Kyle, who never met him before. I think he was new to the club, and unfortunately, he was like, "Hey, we should get a game in at my place." I'm like, "I live four hours away." I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, but he was a really cool guy. He was running Death Watch. And guard, a beautifully painted army. Nice. And he had like a tank commander with all the plasma, and uh, leaving Russ with that, and then a couple of mix. I love that death plasma. Watch. Like oh yeah, that. so good. <laughs> and like got you know some guard stuff, infantry. Mm-hmm. And first half of the game, I just was losing shit. I was drinking with my bikes. My he killed. Um, like, I dropped in the tactical squad with the flamers and wiped out one of his squads, and then came back and, like, destroyed both of those. Mm-hmm. And the, the idea with this list is it had lots of teleport homers to support the Terminator Assault Wave coming in. Mm-hmm. And it's got the Blood Star with, like, Death Company and a Dreadnought in it. So it's got a lot of assault, but it's all in reserves. Mm-hmm. So, Plane comes in second turn and, you know, tries to take out his Black Star with my Blood Star and stuff. And I always, I've been forgetting the missiles. i got to remember to shoot those. <laughs> and by this time, like, most of my stuff on the ground that started on the board is, like, gone. Mm-hmm. Like, scouts are gone. Tactical Marines gone. Um, bikes gone. Then, third turn, Terminators come in. And they all come in at once. Yeah, they all come in at once. They deep strike separately, but it's one reserve roll. Mm-hmm. All they, they all come in. Uh, Death Company, Dreadnought, 
both those units disembark from the Black Star because it goes in hover mode. So I have five powerful assault units now on the table. Death Company Dreadnought assaults a mixed uh, Death Watch squad and shoots its like heavy flamer and melts gun first, killing this one Terminator with a power fist that could actually hurt it. Nice. <laughs> Except for, you know, your one crack grenade turn, so he can't even fall back because he can technically destroy it with his one crack grenade <laughs> turn. <which is> terrible <laughs> loophole in the rules. Um, yeah, and the Terminators just start steamrolling shit, like Death Company squads and stuff. Like, yeah. all those Thunderhammer Storm Shields doing so much work. And, yeah, he was getting really frustrated, which was unfortunate, but, like, that Dreadnought thing was pretty frustrating. Kind of like a weird loophole, I think, they need to fix with the FAQ, like, throwing one grenade in close combat. Yeah. It's like, okay, you can barely hurt this, but now you can't automatically fail your check. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Anyways, but... Some armies don't have that option, so... Yeah, but it was definitely, like... I feel like that's, like, you play Armies of the Imperium... Yeah. Sorry, bro. You gotta deal with that fact that yeah. you can't really run away from stuff. But it was, like, people were, would come over turn two, and it's like, wow, Ian lost again because he can't make a reserve roll to save his life. Yeah, you and need then, to get that cost relay in there. Though. Yeah. <laughs> and then turn three, everything comes in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's interesting, though, because it the army works when the Bloodstar comes in turn two, and the Terminators come in turn three, because then I have a flyer with a teleport homer where I want it. Yeah. And everything's assaulting at once. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, but then you need to survive till turn three, which is, I'd lost almost everything. So yeah. working on that list, trying to make it, make it function. But, uh, that's going to be my, like, that's my competitive build right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to mention, we actually forgot that we played this game, um, a few weeks ago where you were running the same Terminator list against yeah. my, uh, no, against me. Oh, right. Yeah. I was running my Grey Knights. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, with a knight in there as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think we were playing 2,000 points. Yeah, around And there. same thing, though. Your list, just like, um, you, nothing was coming in. Yeah. So finally, when your Terminators came in, everything else that should have been on the board mm. was, like, everything. Every debt was gone. Every debt. Yeah. So unfortunately, just like, when the Terminators came down, they did a fair amount of damage. Yeah. And that was when you were proxying the second Dread Knight and stuff. Yeah, Proxy the Second Dread Knight and, and a few other units of Terminators. Yeah. And that worked really well, but it's just not enough force. So, and I tell people too, it's like, hey, if you're doing a Deep Strike Army, make sure you can reroll those reserve rolls. I didn't take my own advice. <laughs> so, I also played uh, Jeff. He was running his AdMac, another beautiful army. Oh, yeah, I don't know if I mentioned this. Kyle's stuff was just so well painted. Mm-hmm. Everything was fully painted, or WYSIWYG based Which army. Which for a guard army is. Well, it's not impressive. a lot of... Like, it's Guard Death Watch. Wow. So, but he still had, like, 30 infantry and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe more. Probably more. Um, yeah, I played Jeff, and I was using... I was proxying a bunch of the Death Watch to Kyrian. And I don't think he faces a lot of close assault armies, because he kind of, like, moved up. It's kind of like a mid-to-short-range shooty army yeah. that he was running. And I just, like... We were playing Maelstrom, and I... And said like I stepped myself to the game. It's like I'm going to table him. Mm-hmm. That's my goal because I'm not going to like send a fucking death company squad into my backfield to go sit on an objective. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm tabling him or I'm losing. So <laughs> I almost tabled him, <laughs> and the problem was is I failed a charge with my terminators into his 
knight, and it was like the Lancer knight. Yeah. And then they got shot to shit, and the Lance charged them, and they almost died. And that was pretty much the only thing I'd kill them. Because mm-hmm. I was running different Terminator squads, like more Lightning Claws. Mm-hmm. It's only the one squad of Thunder Hammers, and that was the only thing I'd kill the knight. Uh, but otherwise, every unit that I charged died the turn I charged it. <laughs> so this is like three Death Company squads with chaplains, lots of attacks or attacks. We were only hit into wound. Um, three Terminator squads and a Dreadnought. I think that was my whole army. And that was like an off-the-cuff list almost that I just built from Angel's Blade. And he was running fucking War Complication. And I almost did <laughs> to... That's where Blood Angels are now. Yeah. I love this book. <laughs> Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Jay, what games have you played? Last October, we uh, we had like all the Tau stuff I was getting. Yeah, you know, yeah, October, that's true. We're getting all the Blood Angel stuff. Yeah. <laughs> or um, September. It was September. Came yeah, out, but yeah. yeah. So um, I I want to get more Sanguinary Guard and Death Company, but the Terminator is doing quite well right mm-hmm. now. It's awesome, man. Happy for you. Uh, Me too. So the only game I wrote down was the uh, game that we played. Just um, at my place, the yeah, twelve hundred last week or the week before. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Um, yeah, we played a 1,200-point game, because I didn't have a lot of time. Yeah. So we also won it. We also, since we're playing an Escalation League, we're doing a little bit of proxy, mm-hmm. and like kind of Test testing stuff. out, be like, yeah. is this the route that I want to take my army in? Um, so a lot of people in our gaming group are doing that. And but my answer is yes, that's the route I want to take my army. Yeah. So I ran my 1,200-point list, which was... Um, four Assassins. Four Assassins, a Librarian with a group of Terminators... Um, Inquisitor. Inquisitor, but the old one with like the carapace armor, and now he's a psyker and stuff yeah. like that, but not not too much. Um, and then I had a unit of five acolytes or six acolytes with hotshot las guns and a razorback with twin leg las cannon, I think. No, assault cannon. Oh, with assault like cannon. Yeah. Cybol. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what's that? That's the strength eight. Strength seven. Strength seven. Rend eight. Yeah. Four shots. Twin um, and then I had six psychers. In a rhino, so they could kind of like drive around and do their psychic blast thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this game just reminded me that I don't want to play Inquisition. <laughs> this game is actually the main reason why I'm like changing up my list. Yeah, for, for the campaign because like, cool, I can make a list that's like kind of fluffy, but still tries to get as much like high AP in there and stuff like that. I think your yeah, I think your list, your new list, is still really fluffy. It's just you know, more than five models. Yeah. So. And the, yeah, the assassins is just like, I mean, granted, you know how to fight assassins. You're very well-versed in fighting yeah. assassins. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. So I feel like when I play against you with my four assassins, they just get fucking, by the first turn, half of them are yeah. gone. Second turn, the other half are gone. Yeah. Um, it's whereas just... I play other people and they almost panic. Yeah. Whereas you're just like, cool, man, this whole squad and then this squad too, if they need to, are going to just gun that assassin down. Yeah. And then, cool, you want to run at me? Well, like we all I, know where assault is. I'm just going to try and... I'm going to get that last one or two wounds against you. Like, I killed the Kalexus on Overwatch with an ult gun. Yeah. Just the awesome. kill. Just... Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, that's luck of the draw, but... But it's the same sort of thing. It's just wait a fire. Yeah, and it's you one need, model charging in, too. Yeah, so. you need to cause six wounds on a toughness four model mm-hmm. to kill it, statistically. Because yeah. you'll fail half the saves. Yeah, exactly. And right. they only have three wounds. And they're not eternal warriors. So. Yeah. So I mean, I'm still adding these Athens in, but I'm not taking Inquisition yeah. stuff. That's it's, just. It's like remember when we played and I was running the solitaire and you just gunned him down. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, those individual like assassinish characters. Yeah. There's single models that run around the field. They're 
they're tricky to use, and if your opponent knows what they're doing, they're just going to gun them down. Yeah. They're, they're really good. Like, I love the solitaires. Just got to be really careful with them. Yeah. Because if he gets caught out in the open, he's dead. So, I mean, and what I was saying, too, was someone was like, well, no, Inquisition going to be good. Why don't you just take, like, five Jacaros? Yeah. Right? And it's like, okay, no, we're playing a fluffy Escalation League. That's mm-hmm. not like what Inquisitor carries around a unit of five Jacaros with them, right? Like Barrel monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I realized that maybe at some point I might make like a little like henchman warband. Yeah. Just add in there if I have the points. Just like four or five cheap, interesting yeah. guys just to put on the table. Yeah. Um, also get some cool modeling in there. Yep. But other than that, I'm not adding in any other. Yeah. I think, yeah. Like Hotshot Lasguns, when they're used by Guard. You're getting uh, usually like eight to ten of them at Blissful four. Yeah. So it makes them a little better. Or yeah. Just five of them, Blissful three. Nah. Blissful three is not yeah. worth it. And like hitting on fours, wounded space marines on fives. To yeah. Not give them an armor save. That's, I don't know. Like, I, I've got four in my mixed Inquisition unit, but like one of them's got a flamer. Inquisitor has a combi flamer. Yeah. So it's, it's like a weird squad that doesn't really work well, but it's fun to play. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, uh, that's all. That's the only games I've been playing. I've been hobbying so much, man. I haven't been playing so yeah. many nights. I'll like go into the sh- like I'll go into the shop and like be painting. So, hey, you want to play a game? Uh, no. <laughs> Arms up, right? Shut. Yeah, I made a promise. I gotta keep it. Yeah, <laughs> I've been getting a lot done. I got my computer to read my study notes to me while I paint, which works. But it's a lot. Like it's it works because I'm listening. I'm used to processing information, like listening to podcasts while I paint. But yeah. I need to take breaks because it's like dense material. Mm-hmm. So um, take it in. Yeah, I gotta do more reading too. <laughs> um, the only other thing I want to mention mm-hmm. is uh, Prospero, Burning of Prospero. Yeah, it's, it's around the corner. You buying that? I wasn't planning on it mm-hmm. actually. No. Are you? Um, I want to say no, but the um, custodes and the sisters, and the sisters are just beautiful models, and I would love to have the sisters just add into my, like, Forces of the Imperium. I feel like I kind of want to just buy that and count and sit on it, because mm-hmm. that'd be 60 Tac Marines and 10 Terminators. Whatever you need it. We'll just, like, okay, there's my 30K army ready to go. Yeah. So, maybe... I'll see. Who knows? Black Friday? Might have a combo yeah, deal. That's not a good idea. Yeah, I might just pick on... I might pick them up by the end of the year if I get, like, some money around Christmas. Mm-hmm. Grab them and sit on them. Because I, I, I didn't want to do a heresy arm. All right, when I was thinking about doing a heresy army, it was like, okay, I don't want just one mark of armor. I want to mix it up. And now that there's two marks, like, that's, like, a little bit more variety. Yeah. But that's enough, I think, to, like, mm-hmm. say, like, I'm going to get a sick army. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I, I still know what Legion I would do. Black Shields is still at the top of my list, mm-hmm. but you just Space Wolves I'm starting to really like. Like too. 30k Space Wolves? They're just Space Wolves in general. Both. Yeah. <laughs> Russ looks amazing. I really like the Space Wolf rules for mm-hmm. 40k, so we'll see what happens when the the next um, Horse Heresy book comes out. I love to destroy Space Wolves every day, every game we play. Please. You don't like them? I'm, yeah, that's where you and me differ. I'm not a big Space Wolves guy. I like the okay. The thing I like about Space Wolves is they have like big, powerful characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've always been with the that, single that's, models. Yeah, that's where I'm at, and like lone wolves and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is what I was thinking: is um, uh, Dornian Heresy Space Wolves. That'd be cool. Yeah, so like Chaos, 
porn space wolves. Yeah. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah. And if you could, like, count as, you could run them as corn as well yeah. as chaos. Or do, like, rune priests summoning demons, like malefic. Right. Although yeah. they're corn, so they hate. Well, just do malefic. Yeah. Because <laughs> in uh, the Dornian Heresy, Rust kills all the rune priests as well. Oh, they really? Yeah, they don't have any side pierce. Oh, cool. Because he, because they, like... Oh, he falls the corn, yeah. Yeah, he did, He doesn't, tr- like, when he lands on a Fenris, the rune priest, like, he doesn't trust them for whatever reason, I don't remember why, mm-hmm. and he ends up, like, killing them all, and then there's no psychers in his army, hmm. and that fits with corn. Yeah. And they get all corny and stuff. So, yeah, maybe. That'd be cool, and just buy, like, a box or two of, like... Some chaos guys and then like a gray hundred box and then all the cats from just mix and match mm-hmm. everything in there. Uh, well, I don't need more armies. Future endeavors. Yeah. And you want anything else? Uh, no, just no. And everything I want to add is in behind <laughs> the rim. So, cool, man. Uh, right. I guess we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right. Okay, and we're back, and we are about to do a little bit of rules lawyering. Hit me, me. <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, so we have a friend of the Maelstrom question today, uh, Greg, who is so generous to always message us on Facebook, which we encourage all of you to do with uh, some rules questions. Or how your day is going. Or how, yeah, you know, we're lonely. <laughs> um, you don't need to remind me. I do this to get away from yeah. real life as escapism, <laughs> but, you know. Um so the question he has this time involves um, some poison questions. Yeah. So uh, this is specifically for the um, Tyranid Codex. However, it might come into play with some other armies as well. Mm-hmm. So the question is, models such as like the Toxicrine and the Venomthrope have in their profile the characteristic Poison 2+. So all of their attacks are Poison 2-plus attacks. Um, now, I think it's called a Biomorph. That yes. you can purchase yes. for units. Um, there's one called Toxic Miasma. Mm-hmm. And how that works is once per game in the assault phase, a unit with this biomorph can unleash its Toxic Miasma. If it does so, at the initiative one step, all enemy units engaged in combat uh, with the unit releasing this to- Toxic Miasma suffer a number of, number of hits equal to the number of models in base contact with that unit releasing it. Those hits are resolved at strength 3, AP nothing, and have the poisoned and ignores cover special rule. Now, it says it has the poisoned special rule. Is that poison 4 plus? Or because the unit has poison 2 plus in its characteristic, is it poison 2 plus? Okay. So I'm going to refer to the poison universal special rule. So if you get out your big rule book, page 169. If a model has the poison special rule or is attacking with a melee weapon that has the poison special rule, it always wounds on a fixed number unless a lower result would be required when attacking in close combat. That's the whole first sentence. Mm-hmm. It also notes that the number is what's shown in brackets. Mm-hmm. So, uh, goes And on. like the number for these units is like poison in brackets, 2, two plus. plus. So... Yeah, so Venomthrope has the Poison 2 plus special rule. Mm-hmm. If no number is shown in brackets, the rule is Poison 4 plus. Mm-hmm. So the Toxic Miasma attack has a profile of Strength 3, Poisoned 4 plus. Yeah. Ignores cover. Mm-hmm. Now, 
This is actually kind of interesting because the Tyranid Codex is a little older. It's 6th edition. Mm -hmm. So that raises kind of some interesting questions. Yeah, because you're talking about a 6th edition Codex, but a 7th edition big rulebook. Yeah. So now, when a Venom Throat normally attacks in close combat, it has the Lash Whips weapons, Mm -hmm. which, when attacking with Lash Whips, give plus 3 initiative because of the Swift Strike special rule. Okay. But they themselves do not have the Poison special rule. Okay. So do they get poisoned? So, according to the Poison Special Rule, when attacking in close combat, if the model or the weapon have poison, they get the poison effect. Oh, okay, right on. That's how I'm reading this. Yeah. And then it's different in shooting. It has to be the weapon. The weapon, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, back to page 169. If a model makes a shooting attack with a weapon that has the poison special rule, it always wounds on a fixed number, generally shown brackets, unless a lower result would be required. Mm -hmm. So in that case, it's the weapon that needs to have it. If a a venom throat picks up a rocket launcher somehow and fires it, it's not... It doesn't get poison 2+. plus. Yeah, it doesn't get the poison special rule. So now we go to Toxic Miasma, which is a special attack released or unleashed in the assault phase mm-hmm. that has strength three poison yeah Be- the poison special rule specifically states when it's a close combat attack although the toxic miasma attack is released in the assault phase specifically initiative step one mm-hmm. i would argue it's not a close combat attack it's a special type it's a of special attack, attack yeah and therefore would not benefit from the Venom Thropes Poison Special Rule mm-hmm. or the Toxicrean. It has its own, its stats own profile, and everything like own stats. It's its own weapon almost. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, although it's in the assault phase, it's not a close combat attack. Mm-hmm. Therefore, does not benefit from the model's special rule. I think I'd... Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, so if when the Tyranid Codex gets updated, hopefully this will all be cleared up. Again, it's a little... If this was a 7th edition codex, it might be a little clearer. Mm-hmm. But that was interesting because I actually kind of had to do a double take there like because I wasn't quite sure what this was. Well, I think it, so. it's kind of similar to the idea that when someone has two weapons, like the Evasaur Assassin, yeah. you can either have Shred or you can have a power weapon. Yeah. And you have to decide before you attack which one you want to use. Yeah. Right? I think it's kind of similar to that in that these are two separate attacks. They're not the same. They're not the same thing. Yeah, it's the Lash Whips in Close Combat or the Toxic Miasma. I'm not sure what else has Toxic Miasma in the book, if anything else has it and doesn't have poison or does have poison, but I think it's just the Venom Throat and then the Toxic Rain. Tyranids aren't our forte. No, which, I mean, they should be because I own a Tyranid army, but I almost never play it. Well, Anyway, so the next question Greg asked was about what is affected and not affected by charging through terrain. This is a really good one, too. Yeah, so Hormigaunts, for example, have a move through cover and fleet and bounding. They have assault grenades, I'm pretty sure. No, they don't. That was was his point. Oh, okay. So Hormigaunts, having moved through cover, allows them to ignore the minus two inches penalty. Yeah. So they can charge in through into union close combat Mm -hmm. so move through cover page 168 a unit that contains at least one model with this special rule 
extra d6, blah, blah, blah. Furthermore, a model with the move through cover special automatically passes dangerous terrain. Sorry, it's not slowed by charging through difficult terrain. So it's not slowed, but it still gets to, it still has to attack initiative one. So turning to page 47, the assault phase, if at least one model in the charging unit move through difficult terrain as part of its charge move, all the unit's models must attack at initiative one step, regardless of other initiative modifiers, even if the charging unit is not slowed by difficult terrain. Mm -hmm. So Hormagons, despite having moved through cover, and this applies to a lot of stuff like monstrous creatures, yeah. they're attacking initiative one, initiative even one. though they were not slowed by yeah. it. So the only thing that basically stops the moving through cover is the assault grenades. As the initiative penalty. The initiative penalty, yeah. yeah. So, um, but Greg raised a more interesting point. What about if you have assault grenades and lash whips? Things that, I would say assault grenades are pretty clear. They but, ignore the penalty. But things initiative. like lash whips, which we just talked about, which give you plus three to initiative. At what point do modifiers change? I'm pretty sure the negative modifiers are the last things that change, from my understanding of the rules. Well, it. so this is what I, I was getting at, is that the model is attacking at initiative one step, regardless of other initiative modifiers. There That's what it says yeah. in the rules. So mm -hmm. if you have flesh hooks, that counts as assault grenades. Yeah. So you're going, the Tyranid Warrior with flesh hooks and lash whips mm -hmm. is going at initiative seven. Four, charging train, flesh hooks negate the penalty for char for going initiative one, flesh hooks add plus three. Yeah. Uh, sorry, lash whips add plus three. If a Tyranid Warrior does not have flesh hooks, but lash whips, they're going initiative one, not mm -hmm. one plus three. Yeah. This yeah. is just straight one. It's like unwieldy weapons. Yeah. You're going at one. That's no ifs, ands, and buts. Done. So I actually, I shouldn't say ifs, ands, and buts because if you're a dreadnought or possibly a monstrous creature, you're not affected by unwieldy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's a different question. Yeah. So, and there's other things like Necron whip coils give you plus three. And actually, Greg had another question that I think we're going to have to come back to because we don't have the Necron Codex in front of us. But uh, we'll look into it. Maybe people can uh, ask, how does Wraith Flight affect charging through terrain? Mm -hmm. So we're going to come back to that when we have uh, the Necron Codex in front of us. Yeah, exactly. Neither Jay or I play Necrons. No. But if you have an opinion on this, please post to our Facebook page. Yeah, so post that on the Facebook page. And also, guys, come on. Give us your questions. We need them. We want them. Yeah. We need them. I got a, another one that I'm banking from a friend I got today. So. Right on, man. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I guess we will take another short break and be right back. Yeah. So today for our main topic, we're talking about what I've dubbed Simple Hammer. Yeah. Simple Hammer. Old Hammer. I think it's got a classic hammer. It's yeah. It's got a few different terms, but... It comes down to the same idea. Yeah, so what we're talking about is playing a game that is without formations, without unbound, just having a single CAD. Really getting back to almost like, well, old hammer, old school hammer. Yeah, like we didn't have all these formations and everything. Yeah, really like fifth edition, even before allies. Mm -hmm. uh, although you can modify it with like allowing one allied detachment fairly easily, but. Yeah, adding things without getting too crazy. But we're, we're going to focus on just a single CAD or CAD-like. So when we say CAD-like, we mean uh, a force org that has similar requirements to a CAD. So mm -hmm. for example, a ball strike force out of the Blood Angels Codex 
has an extra mandatory elite slot mm-hmm. and gives you something different than OPSEC. Oh, it has a mandatory elite slot? Yeah, it's four that. elite slots and one's mandatory. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then the Nemesis Strike Force, I think. Yeah, you don't have to take... Um, you only have to take one troop choice. Mm-hmm. At, but you can have one less heavy support choice, I believe. Okay. And uh, it gives you some extra things as well. Yeah. Deep striking on turn one and stuff. Yeah, but no OPSEC. But no OPSEC, though. No. Yeah, and the reason we're bringing this up is because we've been playing the Escalation campaign lately, mm-hmm. and that's single CAD. So we've had a lot of experience with this, uh, specifically at lower point games mostly, but you and I, Jay, have played single CAD quite frequently. Like, we usually don't bring formations. Yeah, I have nothing against formations. I love the formations. It adds such, like, uh, fluff in a different sense to the game. For sure. This isn't saying, like, this is the right way to play. This yeah. is the only way to play. But I'd... this is... It's a it's a way to play. Yeah, I just find that when we do play like single CAD, the games almost end up being more fun. Yeah. They're more even. They're mm-hmm. more competitive. There's more laughs, I find. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, I got this broken formation that's just going to stomp the shit out of you. Yeah. Right. So so getting that, why should someone play single CAD? It's, uh, I find it's a fresh of breath air yeah. to the game that we normally play. Yeah. I'm not saying you should be playing it all the time, mm-hmm. but definitely take take a day into your gaming and yeah just play that yeah. or Organ- organize something with a friend to yeah. play just that way and when we say this we mean both players with this restriction not just one not just one player yeah, yeah don't just don't, don't pigeonhole yourself yeah. Yeah. but like we're both players agree we're only gonna we're gonna restrict ourselves to one combined arms detachment mm-hmm. so. it really um you can kind of lose the sense of what the codex is all about with- and what the army is all about when you start um, getting into like all the different formations and stuff like that, when you just play single CAD, it really gets back to the heart of the codex. Yeah. And what the army is supposed to look like on the table. Yeah. Um, and it still allows for competitive play. Oh, definitely. definitely. Like there's still strong choices. I've and... always said from every time we discuss this, Warhammer is a competitive game. Yeah. There's always going to be a victor and a loser. Um, whether you're playing single CAD or you're playing ITC rules, mm-hmm. right? Um, it allows for fluff armies. So, for example, if you want to take uh, IG Armored Company within a single CAD, you can take, uh, I don't know what they're called, but like Vet Squads and Chimeras. Yeah, vet Squads and Chimeras. Armored yeah. Fist Squads, I think they used to be called. No, I think they're just Veteran Squads now. Yeah, but anyway. Anyway, so you could take like two Chimera Vet Squads yeah. and then just a ton of tanks. And yeah. that's your Armored Company. Yeah, exactly. You don't need formations. You don't need Unbound. It's... Within the restrictions of a single CAD, you can mm-hmm. make it work. You're just not getting the bonuses that like some of the formations now will give you. But hey, that's the heart of the game then. Yeah, but you also get OPSEC. I mean, some things, some of the formations give you OPSEC as well. But you know, yeah. Well, I mean, you get an OPSEC on your Chimeras. You're not getting an OPSEC on your like Lehman Russes and shit. But yeah, but uh, the other thing this does is it opens up armies that are sometimes overlooked in more competitive play. Like if you play. Like we do, like the GW at Young and Lawrence has a pretty competitive environment. Yep. Like, I, I'd like to think that we've been f- trying to foster a more fluffy environment. Like, I, uh, that's how I certainly have. But, yeah, yeah. But it is definitely, there's some heavy hitters in that crowd. And that's kind of like one of the atmosphere, that's kind of the atmosphere of the store. Yeah. So if you're playing in single cad, that makes a lot of armies viable again, instead of it just being like, you know, Space Marine Battle Company scat bikes and like double storm surge or something yeah, yeah, what yeah. like there's like maybe half a dozen viable tournament builds but you know if you're playing single cad you can bring blood angels and do well there, there are also a lot of people that um 
have trouble building a really competitive list mm-hmm. or don't have the money to build a really competitive list, right? Like yeah. they can, to, to build a solid competitive list can take like a fair amount of money yeah. to buy those units, to buy two storm surges, you know, mm-hmm. to buy um, a dreadnought drop part army that I'm working or on, right? 10 dedicated transports for a battle company. Exactly, yeah. Drop pod galore, right? Well, that's like four over four hundred dollars. Venom right spam, there. right? Yeah, venom spam. The other thing too, because the game is so complex right now, for a newer player just getting into the game, introducing them to here's a combined arms attachment. You can take in the game. You can take tons of other different types of formations. Yeah. But we're just going to stick to this. Get this idea of the game under your belt, and then we can move on to yeah the more complicated stuff. Yeah, here's this is how formations work, and those come with special rules. And yeah, this God, is... I can't imagine coming into the game and just being thrown into a decurion right away and having to yeah all that bookkeeping on okay, and then this works with this, and then this works with this, and then this has special rules that go yeah. on top of these special rules, right? Because we it's been gradually added to the game. But yeah. if you're just walk into a shop and pick up a start collecting box and a few other things, and then put it together. It's like, okay, so I need specific requirements to run the army. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. I mean, one HQ and two troops is still requirement, but it's not nearly as complex yeah, as yeah. running a Decurion. Mm-hmm. I feel too that like a lot of armies that you wouldn't normally run in like the current meta and stuff like mm-hmm. that. When you play this like simple hammer, I'm not saying that they're amazing because yeah, certain codexes base are just better than other ones. Yeah. But you can run a lot more armies that you normally wouldn't run. Well, Blood Angels aren't... Necess- well, okay, setting aside Angel's Blade. Yeah. Because we're not really sure how that's going to shake up the meta. But, before, like, Blood Angels, I'm running them in the campaign. I've gone three and one. Yeah. And that's without Angel's Blade formations. That's just with a ball strike force. Yeah. And, you know, it's been kicking ass and taking names. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll see how it does going forward playing some of the other players but uh there are some armies though that this won't work with single cad yeah and they kind of require some house ruling some tweaking so we're going to talk about those Let's do it and uh, i've run these in you may remember if you listened i think to the romanov heresy episode like way back last december i was running single cad for that or modified single cad for that campaign so we institute these similar uh tweaks so, Deptus Mechanicus. There's two codexes, Cult Mechanicus and Skatari, just allowing, just combining those into one faction, saying if you build an ad mech army, you can take choices from both books in the same combined arms attachment. Yeah, and I feel that's just a common agreement almost for the whole community, like even in our current campaign that it, you're not running. Like, yeah. that's also the same rule. They're, they're almost considered one book anyways, yeah. so... That really makes sense, and it they complement complement each other too. One's yeah. got like a little quicker, one's a little more heavy. So, um, Harlequins. So both uh, Harlequins and Admech, or Harlequins and Skitari don't have HQ choices. Yeah. So Harlequins, um, you the way I did it before is you when you take an elite, and their only elite choices are solitaires. Uh, Death Jesters and Shadow Seers. Mm-hmm. When you take an Elite Choice, you can take it as an HQ instead. Oh, okay. So you take a Shadow Seer as your mandatory HQ. Yeah. And you can still take a Troop Master as your Warlord because he gets better Warlord traits. Oh, okay. So, but for an HQ, you just take one of those characters. Yeah, yeah. 
So, and generally, if you're running Harlequins, you're going to be taking at least one. Mm-hmm. And also, in Harlequins formation, like sometimes they like I think in their basic detachment, you're allowed to take up to seven H, uh, seven elites. Oh, okay. Something. So this allows you to take five essentially. Yeah, yeah. take you two know. out and move it to the yeah, yeah. move it to HQ. Mm-hmm. So that that helps that army. Um, there's three, four, maybe even more than that, but uh, Imperial armies that don't fit into a proper CAD. Yep. Inquisition, Knights, Assassins, uh, Legion of the Damned as well. Mm-hmm. And what I've done in the past is just said, these three or more books just are count as choices for armies of the Imperium. Yeah, so you just include those data slates into every other codex as well, kind of. So like exactly. an assassin would just take up an elite slot yeah. for, in a Space Marine army. Yeah. A uh, knight would take up a heavy Lord of War in an IG army. Yeah. So if you're running guard, you can't take a knight and a bane blade. Yeah. Uh, Inquisitor could be your warlord HQ yeah. for your sisters of battle army. Mm-hmm. So, um, this also allow like someone might say, well, I want to run my Inquisition pure Inquisition force, and this doesn't allow me to run fluffy. Yeah. Well, I think if you're playing a two thousand point game with Inquisition, fluffy is that the Inquisitor grabbed the local planetary defense force yeah. and requisitioned them. Mm-hmm. Like Generally, Inquisitors don't have private armies because they can just grab an Imperial army. Yeah, I don't think an Inquisitor has 2,000 points of guys. Henchmen yeah. So, around. you know, it would be a really fluffy army if you have like a couple of IG platoons with an Inquisitor with like a couple of units of henchmen mm-hmm. and then maybe like his personal vehicles like a land raider like an inquisitorial transport Mm -hmm. and then whatever other ig like that's a fluffy list yeah it's it's an old codex as well so yeah definitely or like throwing an inquisitor in with your space marine army yeah yeah makes sense so uh the other one and i didn't thought of this well when i ran the campaign and i ran chaos i was allowing an allied detachment yeah which for chaos space marines allows demons yeah so couple ways you could do this you could allow demons to join a chaos space marine army in the same way that assassins join an imperial army just taking up the slots yeah just like you can take a bloodthirster as an hq some uh nurglings as troops and uh i don't know whatever in heavy support Mm -hmm. uh another option and this is something that forge world does with a lot of their lists is non-compulsory choices i like this one the most yeah yeah so you say you can in your chaos space marine army you can take demons but they can't be your compulsory two troops or hq yeah so you have to have that core of chaos space marines and then if you want to take lord of change and some uh screamers as well yeah you can do that in the army yeah i feel like if you're going to be playing mainly demons just play demons then just yeah play chaos but, demons. but if you want to add a little bit of demons to your chaos army to make it a bit more fluffy yeah, yeah. so long as you're fulfilling that compulsory yeah compulsory choice yeah with it. Um, the other thing too is chaos can summon now. So do you want to just run a sorcerer and summon the demons that you have? Yeah. And that makes, I mean, it's a weaker book and that gives it a little more punch that they're bringing in units that they haven't paid points for. Yeah. So it's kind of like one of those little balancing powers where later we'll talk about like these formations that really break the game that allow you to take free units really like unbalance things but for chaos because it's an older book it's really out of date having some free demons can really you know balance the scales a yeah bit. yeah 
Uh, and if you're playing corn, however, you know, they don't get psychers. If you want to play fluffy corn, there's corn demon can as your book. Which is a great codex in itself, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the other thing I kind of thought of is what if you want to use some of these options with Harlequins, for example? Mm-hmm. Like, because Harlequins used to be just a choice in the Eldar and Dark Eldar books. So allowing to take Harlequins as non-compulsory choices in a Dark Eldar army. Yeah. That might be an option if you're running a campaign or a tournament or something. Or allowing Harlequins to take HQ choices from Eldar or Dark Eldar books. Mm-hmm. It's like, for example, the uh, box that just came out, the Death Mask box, yeah. where it's Eldrad with a Harlequins force. Like, you do something similar where you take uh, Dark Elder Succubus with Harlequins. Yeah, I mean, I, I worry that when you do something like that, you get into the whole, like, allied matrix where it's like, now I'm buffing this with that, and it works well together, True. and then I can mix this with that, and it becomes a little OP, right? Yeah. We're, well, and then Chaos Demons, for example, they're, uh, within that book, it's all it's restricted that units can't join the demon units unless mm. they have the same special rules. Yeah, yeah. So like your corn lord on Juggernaut can't join a Blood Crusher's unit because he doesn't have demonic instability. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of a balancing factor in that case. Whereas Harlequins and Eldar, you can start getting into unforeseen broken combinations. Yeah, yeah. Where like an Inquisitor, for example, also can do that, but to a lesser extent. Sort of, uh, like, yeah. I mean, depends on what Inquisitor you have, what what equipment he has. Right? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, my Inquisitor has a demon sword mm-hmm. or a demon blade. And I'm wondering if any of the special rules that he gets confer to a unit that he goes with. I don't know. Like, if he has Furious Charge, does the rest of his unit have Furious Charge? No, not Furious Charge. And if he has Rage, does the rest of his unit no. have Rage? No. So I don't think he can confer anything from there no. to... If he gets, like, unit. Shrouded or Infiltrate or something, no. but... Yeah, he's, that one's probably good. Yeah. The, the big thing is you can add a level one Psyker yeah. to a unit of yeah. Imperials. So that's something to keep in mind. But I think... But so most, is a librarian, right? Like, I think most Imperial armies already have Psykers. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not... A Sisters of Battle wouldn't. I think that's the only one. And I think it's hard to make an Inquisitor just like an absolute boss. Like, I think the best you can give him is Power Armor. I don't think you can give him Terminator Armor. Malleus can take Terminator Armor. Can they, yeah? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So, I don't know. I, I still don't think that you can make an Inquisitor really broken, like a hero or something like that. Right? One toughness three Inquisitor in Terminator armor is not going to, you know, be the deciding Break factor a unit, in yeah. the game. It shouldn't, at least. Yeah. We're not like the, you know, win at all cost players, so that's not this. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast for that advice, you're tuning into the wrong one. <laughs> so there's some armies that are definitely going to suffer because of this. So Death Watch is a recent codex that's come out. Mm-hmm. And the way they build units is with formations. Take one Terminator and one Assault Marine, one bike, and a couple of vets, and there's your Death Watch kill team. Death Watch is a very um, modern 40K army in that it plays the way that 40K is becoming. <laughs> yeah. Where it is a lot more formations and a lot more just build whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Right? And put it on the table and, hey, that's Warhammer. Mm-hmm. Um so obviously it's going to suffer from like a single CAD type game. Yeah, I mean it's it's still fluffy having like these kill teams with like mixed armor types oh, yeah, and for stuff. Sure. Yeah, and restricting a single CAD kind of sucks that way. But you can still take Terminators, you can still take Assault Marines, you yeah. can still take Veterans, you can still take Bikes. So those options are there, but kind of the flavor of the Codex is lost yeah. and some of the strengths too. Mm-hmm. I don't think Death Watch. I mean, I haven't played it, 
think I've only played it one, against it once, but yeah. I don't think I've played I against it. I don't think it's an OP army. Yeah. So taking some of those th- things away from it kind of sucks. Similarly, Admech and Harlequins. Harlequins have, like, it's an army built out of formations. And yeah. one of the key abilities a couple of the formations give is run and charge. Which is huge for the army. Yeah. they don't got a whole lot working for them. No. And Admech, uh, Skitari have scout across mm-hmm. their whole army. And they don't have dedicated transports. That's a real, yeah. real help to them. So it's a shame that that's kind of taken away. Do they have transports at all? Forge World had some transports for them, right? Or is it just like heavy it, weapon vehicles? So Forge World does have transports, but they're only for 30k. Mm. The rumor that's been bumping around for a while is that the next Imperial Armor book will allow all those 30k units to be taken in 40k Admech. Right on. Which, when they do, that might be when I start the Admech I think army. the next Imperial Armor book comes out at the end of the year. Like <sighs> around Christmas time. The next Imperial Armor book is coming out when Forge World releases yeah. it. <laughs> like, who knows? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so those three armies are the ones that I thought of that like definitely are losing something by doing single cast. Is there any others that you come into mind? Well, I think there are armies of the codexes just aren't that powerful, yeah, whether it's formations or single cast, yeah, like orcs just isn't the best codex, yeah, right, I, yeah, regardless. I, th- I threw orcs under armies that still suck, <laughs> so Nids is also one that's just not a powerful codex, yeah, right you got to run multiple cads to. Yeah, make nids good. I well, feel. I th- feel like there's one nid build, and that's like hive tyrant spam. Yeah, and that's a bitch to play against. I mean, so. you could probably run um, what's it like a bunch of termagants with uh, Turvagons. Is that just the the ones that spawn them? Yeah, and if you're rolling, if you don't roll horrible, you can probably you have the you have the model count. Yeah, you could hoard the fuck out of your enemy, and that's they're just not that good. That's the problem. No, like, but when you when you pigeonhole other codexes, yeah, I feel like when you run that type, if you just run like that's true, if yeah. you run like three, uh, Turvagons with, is that I'm pretty sure that's the name of the unit. The yeah, big Turvagons guy. are the big ones. Yeah, yeah, with like three units, three full units of that, or six full units of that. Yeah. I think you get them for free or something like that, or they become you, you troop can choices. Turvagons as troops if you take thirty Turvagons. Yeah, I don't know if it's. If it unlocks, or if you can just take one, if it takes up a troop choice, I don't yeah. know how it works, but yeah, you can take Turvagons as troops with Turvagons. But that can be pretty overwhelming, especially if there's like three of them on the table. Yeah. Because they, man, just like most Tyranid uh, monstrous creatures, they just, they're wound pools, man. They just suck up those yeah. wounds. And they're still, I, I'm not positive if they become troops or how, if they take up a force orc slot and how that works, but. Yeah. They're probably obsec monstrous creatures, yeah. which you don't see anywhere else, mm-hmm. as far as I know. Um, especially holding a back line, just producing more, holding objectives, yeah. just slowly going. Forward. I think Tyranids are viable, not in the same way that they're viable, like in the competitive scene. Yeah, uh, but it's still not like the Tyranid Codex just has a few units, and when I mean a few, I mean a lot of units that you just don't take. Yeah, Pyrovores are the obvious choice, but there's <laughs> other ones too. Yeah. It's a shame because it's like one of the coolest armies, mm-hmm. and I—I I mean, recently we—I've been looking through the book a little more. I'm like, oh, I should do Tyranids again because yeah. I've got a small force, but that's neither here nor there. Anyways, Tyranids are also one of the armies that's kind of brought in a line at the same time as sucking. They do have flying hive tyrant build, which is one of the more competitive builds. Flying hive tyrant spam is hard to deal with. Yeah, if you don't know you're going to be facing it. But in single cad, you can only bring two, which yeah. is still good yeah but it's, it's not, not six 
Yeah. <laughs> so that brings that. It's it doesn't really bring the codex in a line. Just like kind of, you know, it's in a the codex is in a big mech, and then you pull the plug on the mech, and it's just this little gaunt inside who can't really do too much anymore. <laughs> so it's a weird analogy. Uh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Space Marines, definitely brawn line, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, like Battle Company with tons of free shit. Librarius, Conclave, Skyhammer, like all that stuff. Is Space just, Marines is still a phenomenal army. I, I agree. Right. But they're not broken in single cat. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think that there is one army that it doesn't matter whether you knock them down to single cat or not. They're just still really, really, really good. And that's Tau. Dark Elder. Oh, yeah. Oh, Tau. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And Eldar as well. Mm-hmm. And um, well, Jeb, like these are armies that almost like just use it, use the single cad on their own. Yeah, I mean, not not Tau, but like Eldar, just jet bike spam. Yeah, that's exactly. okay. You can still do that in single cad. Yeah, right. And there's stuff in the Eldar book that like you see in tournaments a lot, like uh, the um, God, I'm blanking avatars. No, not avatars. <laughs> yeah, I avatar. wish you saw avatars. No, the uh, aspect warrior yeah. cults where you take three of them, they get plus one bliss skill, yeah, weapon yeah. skill, and that shit. Those are like even without them, those are still decent units. Yeah, I don't know. Warp it, spiders on their own are just great units. Oh yeah, that's a right. perfect example. Yeah, so Eldar and Tau are really good, even in a CAD. Yeah, we were talking about this before that like in a Tau single CAD, mm-hmm. you can still take a buffmander. Nine Riptides and uh, six broads. How many heavy support choices did you get? Three? Three. Three, so you can take nine broadsides broad yeah. and two Storm Surges. I mean, that's a crazy amount of points. You're not going to fit all that in 1850 or 2000, but like... But you can... The, you can do it's it. It's there, yeah. yeah. So, it's... Especially when you can get away with two troop choices, your two compulsory troop choices for Tau for 90 points. Yeah. You 90 uh, each or 90 total? No, 90 total. 45 oh. for a five-man Fire Warrior squad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... What we're saying is this isn't perfect. No, this it's not going to no. balance it, yeah. but that's what we're doing in our campaign right now. It's there's also an understanding: don't bring broken shit, mm-hmm. and the two of those combined work really well. Uh, one other army I want to mention that's still kind of broken under single cat is a demon summoning build, mm-hmm. and I think Screamer Star as well. That's also a pretty powerful build, and that's just a single cat, I believe, because you can take a lot of heralds and two HQ true choices. Yeah. So. Yeah. But um, other than those three, I personally find this is a good way to play. I mean, I've played against your Tau where you've just been doing single cad. And single cad all infantry. <laughs> yeah, but like that's sort of the understanding. Don't bring broken shit, and yeah. it's a fun game. Um, I, I was thinking about it again. Some of the armies I've played in the campaign so far aren't the most powerful codexes, so mm-hmm. it would be a little interesting when I go up against like Necrons and Tau, how that yeah, works out. I feel but... Necrons is still a great army. Yeah, but I think they're brought, they fall into like, they're brought in line because they don't have the crazy Decurion. Yeah. So that, they're still good armies, still really flexible, really cool, lots yeah. of good choices, but they're not like, we'll be backing on a four plus. Yeah. I don't, I don't care what it's called now. I'm still, I still like, we'll be <laughs> we'll back. We'll be backing, yeah. Um, I find too, when I think about like um playing a game of like Simple Hammer or like Old Hammer or whatever. It really gets me interested in starting a lot more armies. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, well, I don't have to, if I want to play um, Dark Eldar, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about, like, okay, how do I really make this list competitive against everyone else, right? Yeah. It's like, I can just play it however I want to play it, and there's a good chance if I'm playing someone else that's 
playing that style, that I can still play a good game. Yeah. yeah. And it's also, you're not going into the army. It's like, okay, well, if I'm playing Dark Eldar, I need to buy five Talus. Yeah. That Talus is Talisi. Talisi. Talai. Talai. Don't need five Talai. Yeah. So uh, if you're going into Admech, oh, I don't need to bring a War Convocation. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. I don't so. need to ally in Eldar with Wraithguard. Yeah, with my Dark Eldar. Yeah. Still helps, though. <laughs> D weapons always help. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Just a big old surf in a D. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a big proponent of doing this. This is how I'm going to be running 40K events in the future, I think. I'd like to make a challenge to everyone listening. Okay. I feel like everybody should, this month, if you have the time schedule like an old hammer game single cad okay whatever arm you want just schedule it with somebody and Mm -hmm. play a game like that yeah and just sit back and enjoy the hobby man sit back and enjoy the game that you fell in love with i mean hey if you fell in love with crazy competitive aggressive list again you're listening the wrong podcast (laughs) you are scum of the earth (laughs) and that's how we lost half our no i love the competitive scene but I, I do think that it is refreshing. And like I said before, it's a fresh breath air. I think that this month you should go out, schedule that game. If you want to schedule against Ian or I, message us on Facebook. Yeah. We're always down to play these yeah, types of games. Yeah, take some pictures and uh, post it up on our Facebook yeah, page. I, I'm issuing it. that challenge. Get out there, guys, and play yeah. some old hammer. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, again, this isn't the best way to play. This is a way that it's Jason just and I a have, way to play. And it's a way that you and I have enjoyed and we want to talk about it. It's not... There's still a place for super friend, hyper competitive, screamer star, yeah. jet bike span. I don't actually know what the meta is for competitive. I'm just <laughs> Ian saying. Ian is words. just so clueless when it comes to the competitive meta. There's still how like, you know, top tier players play, and yeah. that that's not how I. Play. I like what you said to me the other day. You're like, um, what's that dreadnought called with the two auto cannons? Sifelman. Yeah, you're like, hey, are you gonna pick one of those up for your gray knights? I was like, dude, you don't take dreadnoughts. In the Grey Knights army, you just don't think like, if you're not taking three Dread Knights, you're just playing it wrong, man. But they used to be good and fit that. Yeah. Like, so um, I, I'm so out of touch with competitive gaming. That's okay, man. It's not for everyone. Yeah. And um, I just I play this type of like I enjoy playing this like old Hammer mm-hmm. because it's nostalgic for me, man. It reminds me of like being younger, playing yeah. like Third Ed 40k, and just like it becomes a lot more of like a the term you use like the beer and pretzels yeah type of game that i fell in love with i think it's just it's less of that eye rolling i find where it's like oh yeah i'm bringing this formation that allows me to harness warp charges on two plus and you're like oh i can't do anything against that i mainly play gray knights every game i play is eye rolling (laughs) but you know what i mean i'm just fucking with you (laughs) the like, you're complaining about Sigmar, where there's always, like, crazy shit. Yeah. If you're just playing single CAD, there's a lot less a of lot that. A lot less of it, yeah. Yeah. Right on, man. You All got right. Anything else, Dad? Um, no. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be All right. We're back. We're going to have a whole segment on Age of Sigmar, because right before, right after the last episode, we went to the... Uh, Doubles tournament in GW, Young mm-hmm. and Lawrence. Yeah. So, Rat Salad! Yeah, I think we were the only team with an actual name. Yeah, that's because we're the best. <laughs> yeah, we played uh, Chaos, but mainly Skaven. Yeah, well. Yeah, I should say mainly. I think it was almost half and half. But. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I, I rock more Skaven than you did. No, I think. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think I probably had about half and 
yeah, I think we both had bot anyways, so uh I was running I think I had uh two units of Blood Warriors, Grey Seer, and the big named uh Vermin Lord. Yeah. And a warp lightning cannon, I think. And some rattling guns. And I had Nurglings, Lag Bearers, and um your corn uh blood letters. Yeah. And, and then, then like I had your, I think I had a unit of your thirty plague monks. You're like pestilence star yeah. the Sensor bearer and everything. Uh, no sensor bearers, but uh, I had plague priest furnace that also has a plague priest, mm-hmm. and then um, well, I think I took the named plague scroll, priest. yeah, scroll, and then I had um, the plague furnace there, and then the plague, the catapult thing, yeah, and uh, yeah, those are two one thousand point lists, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, so uh, we had a goal of winning one game. Yes, we did. And did we succeed yes, in that we did. goal? <laughs> and that was in our first game against Sylvaneth and Lizardmen. Yeah. Or Seraphon, if you prefer. Seraphon, yeah. Lizardmen. And, um, <laughs> that, I, was, that was the one army that I wanted to play. I knew that by the end of the day, I was probably going to be rolling my eyes mm-hmm. at some of the stuff that was going on. Yeah. So I'm glad that that was our first game, because I know if it was our third game and we had just gotten steamrolled by, like, two powerless, yeah. I wasn't going to enjoy it regardless of the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, like, both of them were beautiful armies. Yeah. Like, that, uh, Sylvanith, where it's just... I think it won Best Painted. I think it did, too, yeah. He said like, snow on the branches and yeah. stuff. That was so sick. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad we got that game in. And that was the game that we actually won. Yeah, we squeaked out, squeaked out a victory mm-hmm. there. Luckily, he kind of like held, held off intended. a turn or two, and then like because with the you get to put like forest down, and then your yeah. guys can transport between any of the his forest. guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he brought like his two heroes forward, and I was mm-hmm. like, excellent. <laughs> and I charged in my like plague furnace with the plague monks, and yeah. the demons just ate some wounds off the bat to let them get in. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man. They did some yeah. dirty work on those heroes. And I uh I murdered his Carnosaur first mm-hmm. turn, I remember. With like the warp lightning cannon and rattling guns and mm-hmm. I think some magic too. Just like concentrated pretty much my whole army on killing that. Mm-hmm. He had so. that one unit, the the Savannah guy, with the um there's like three models and they got like the huge bows. The Cornoth Hunters, I believe they're called. Oh, they're called, yeah. Yeah. I really like those models. I like that unit too. Yeah. It's so cool the amount of power that it puts out. Yeah, if I do a order army, I might add those in. Mm-hmm. So they're so cool. But um, yeah, we succeeded in winning our, our first game. Yeah. <laughs> Which pro- is great because we lost horribly in the other ones. Yeah, no, the third one wasn't that bad. But the second one. So the second game that we played, Iron Jaws and Bone Splitters, mm-hmm. the broken net list. Yeah, so list. Samurai Mike, and um, uh, who was on our conversions episode. Yeah, and uh, Colonel Leonard, who's never been on an episode. <laughs> he's Colonel because he plays guard. Yeah, I guess he, um, why not? Lord Commander Leonard, Commissar. Warmaster yeah. Commissar, um, Comrade Leonard. So they ran Bone Splitters and Iron Jaws, and it's like this broken ass list that yeah. like the Bone Splitters get to shoot. Like two times, a turn. it's something ridiculous. I'm sure in the fine. hero phase they can either uh, I think assault, attack, and assault, or shoot. And even if you have units locked in close combat in Age of Sigmar, you can still shoot. Yeah. So he's basically shooting twice a turn, and he gets buffs to them that'll give them like plus two to hit or something like that. And then they each get like two. Uh, it's written. He ends up rolling like two hundred dice against you. A yeah. Turn. It's like you're not gonna survive, man. Yeah, I remember because the way they. 
set up is because it's all battalions and stuff. They just they only set up like three units, and I just set up like my first three, and I'm like, all right, I'm going for a coffee. Yeah, because it's a massive army. Yeah, with so many models for two deployment, and the way it, it, it summarizes too. If you're like the last guy to set up, like if you finish setting up first, you go first, right? Yeah. So it was just like, how is that fair? So Your takes, army's so good, and you're getting first turn. And it takes you longer to set up, so it's inconvenient for me. But you <laughs> yeah. get all the advantage. Seriously. Yeah, like, but he just stomped everyone. Well, they won the tournament. Right? Yeah, they won the tournament, yeah. and to the point where everyone, when they won, I don't think you were here at the time. No, when I they, had to leave. When they announced the winner, um, everyone booed him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, jokingly booed, but we booed. But not that it, it was It was a boo with a clap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. God. But yeah, that was just the dirtiest list. And we're, we, we're the, trying to get him to like bring that to tournaments because it's yeah. so dirty. But I, I think it's it's not like it's an unknown hidden gem. Like people are aware of it. So mm-hmm. if he goes to a tournament, like people are going to be prepared for it. So I don't know how you counter that, man. I don't know either. But <laughs> yeah. There must be a way. It's um, just the thing with orcs is they're tough, they're fast, and they hit like a truck. Yeah. And there's lots of them too. Yeah. And it's an yeah, army. Each one of those arrowsmen had two wounds. Two wounds. It's yeah. Like, man, you just can't. Even if you do ten wounds to them, there's so many shots still coming your way. Yeah. It's. I mean, I, we played a game a few days before the tournament where we managed to. I think we took out that unit. It was like a tournament practice game, but mm-hmm. like. It, they screwed up because they ran it forward and they didn't make that mistake again, right? And even then, we lost so much stuff killing that one unit yeah. that we lost the game. Um, I think so. we ended up tapping out, like, turn two. Probably. Like, maybe top of turn two. Like, they went first, went again, yeah, first, and we just tapped out. We're like, yeah, there's no, we're not, you've yeah. destroyed over half of our army in two turns. It's not fun to play against. You're just sitting there watching your stuff die while they, like, just do, like, 16 buffs, and it's like, I don't even know what's happening right now. I can't follow what's going on. Yeah. There's nothing I can do to stop this. Yeah. That's, like, why the game is not fun. It's just, like, such stupidly broken combination. Yeah, I mean, the way the lines is working, like, the lists that you can make in Age of Sigmar now are just... Yeah, it's, that's... I mean, some people at the store in our like community say Age of Sigmar is the game to play because it's not broken like 40k, mm-hmm. and I don't understand how people can say that when there's lists like that yeah. in the game and like crazy broken shit. Mm-hmm. Anyways, third game was more fun. Yeah. So uh, Stormcast and Lizardmen. Yeah, we played against uh, Zach and Andrew. Yeah. Also beautiful armies, mm-hmm. and they point out a flaw in our list. <laughs> so, this is great, yeah. We had printed lists with our team name and logo at the top. Yes, logo. team logo, which I found on the internet. And handed we brought multiple copies, one for the TO and one for each of our opponents and one for ourselves. And handed this to every to the TO at the beginning of the day and each of our opponents, and nobody caught it until the you third could, game. Well, so. it had to do with the artifacts, right? Yeah, which was listed on there. Yeah, who had the artifacts. Yeah, there. and we forgot that you can't give artifacts or, like, command abilities to named characters, which mm-hmm. we'd both done. Yeah. So, we cheated, which was also kind of part of our goal. So, <laughs> yeah, we had said that if we haven't won a game by the third game, we were going to cheat in the third game yeah. just to get that one win, because, hey, we're scaven, why yeah. not? 
So, yeah, we got caught. I mean, like, this was next. Yeah, to be fair, so we gave the list in the third game, and Andrew, who was just, like, phenomenal with rules, read through. He's like, oh, by the way, you can't do this. Yeah. Like, oh, crap. So we told Mike, who was running it, we're like, hey, Mike, we we cheated, eh? Just so you know. He's like, aren't you guys in last place? So (laughs) what does it matter? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so anyways, uh... So we just kind of like switched the some stuff around, made different models or generals so we could play it. Pro- it wouldn't have changed anything as far as I can tell. I don't think so, no. So, yeah, definitely not against the Orcs. Yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> but this third game was, uh, it was fun. Um, he was running, uh, Andrew, who was playing Seraphon, ran the, the Toad. Yeah, the Slam. The Slam. Oh, I love that model. Yeah, he's so cool, man. <laughs> yeah, and then Temple Guard, and... It's been a while, so I don't remember. Well, it was old school Seraphon. It was Lizardman. Yeah. He, was yeah. he wasn't running Seraphon. He was running Lizardman. Yeah. And Storm Cassie, a couple of the, like, the big guys on the dragons. and We managed to hold them up for a while, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But just, I hate to break down. I'm pretty sure they went easy on us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Zach made sure that... Zach is phenomenal at, at Age of Sigmar. And yeah. I'm pretty sure he just made sure that we wouldn't... Like, get steamrolled. Yeah. <laughs> well, I heard Jay wants to quit the game. Let's just go easy on them. <laughs> well, that was... Uh, it was, it was, a, it was an honor. I told them right off the bat that I had determined before like before that day of the tournament that yeah. it was the last day I was playing Age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. I was getting out of the game. Yeah. Um, that we're still going to be covering Age of Sigmar on the podcast. Ian still plays it. Ian is too heavily invested yeah, in that game. He, does love, he loves his army. He loves his fluff, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I still, I love the fact that there's a game out there, a fantasy game for Warhammer, and people are enjoying it. I'm loving the fact that when it first started off, people were like, yeah, it's all right. And now with, like, the General's Handbook and everything like that, yeah. it's getting, like, a, a big push. Like, mm. people are actually, in, like, interested, and it seems that we have more Age of Sigmar events at the store than we have 40k events now. Definitely seems that way, yeah. Um, but now that 40k is not small. No, 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 big, but, like, but... there was, for that first year, there was, like, no Age of Sigmar stuff for this game. Oh, yeah. And now everyone's getting into it, which is awesome. I'm glad they are. It's just not a game for me. I'm not. No, for I sure. I don't have, I don't play a single game of that where, like, I try and make the stereotypical pestilence list and I don't just get steamrolled. Yeah. And I just, like, I roll my eyes, like, of course your model does this. Of course, how many points is that? Of course. Okay. So, yeah. so good. So much better than everything well, it's, I have. It's like I was saying today at the hobby table, it's like there's two, maybe three okay builds for Skaven. Yeah. One's Skyr. One's Verminous, and there might be a Pestilence one if you, like, you, I think with you, you would need to invest even more even into more the game. Money. Yeah. It's just, no, I feel like it's if I, like, it. I'd probably put about, mm, Two, probably about 350 three, yeah. bucks into my Pestilence army, and, and just Pestilence yeah. I put into, and I feel like my army's still shit. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, what else do I have to buy? Like, you have to spend 80 bucks on a unit for it to at least be all right on yeah. the table. And even then. And even then. It's well, and it's also like down, the right? General's Handbook kind of like was a blessing and a curse because now the Help It Abomination breaks your Pestilence Allegiance. Yeah. Like if you if you want uh, Plague Monks to be um, battle line, you're stuck with just the Pestilence. Yeah, you can't bring in Nurgle Demons either no, if you're doing Pestilence. Yeah. yeah. So it's... Yeah, so you got to run what a few minimum units of Clan Rats, which... That's the other thing. It's like, I hate running useless troops. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, just buy 60 points of plane rats. Like, yeah, that's garbage. And then someone. And even plague bearers, I'm pretty sure, are illegal to Nurgle. 
they're not allegiance. They're not battle line chaos. I don't think. No, that they are. Oh, they are. That's right. Because yeah. I had them in the uh, yeah in the tournament like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the four basic demons. Yeah, but like it's just okay. So I gotta buy and add units to my army that like a ten man unit of clan rats just get eaten by some corn badass and just yeah. well not just that you're giving your opponent something to power up some of his champions because yeah. some guys get better the more kills they make. Mm-hmm. So, like, why am I even bothering you? Yeah, I don't know. I think Skaven's in a bad place in that game, so I'm stepping away. I'm not saying I'm not coming back at some point, yeah. but I'm stepping away from I it. think, yeah, like, I finally found a way to make it work, and it's with 80 clan rats. Like, yeah. big units of clan rats with lots of character support. But you were very lucky to get them donated to you. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't, I'd probably be putting the game down if yeah. that hadn't happened, yeah. so, yeah. How do you, brother? Yeah. Um, similarly, uh, just quickly, I played Samurai Mike at his place. Mm-hmm. Played two games. One I called at the top of turn two. No, sorry. Bottom of turn one is when I called it. <laughs> uh, we were playing a mission out of the Iron Jaws book where we played a little mini game at the beginning and he got like three insane bonuses and was surrounding me. So he charged me turn one. I was at minus one to hit him and he got two assault phases and like just crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was going to lose that mission. Like, okay, it's out of the Iron Draws book, whatever. But like, holy hell, that was rough. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm finding with Age of Sigmar, um, 40k things are changing a little bit, a little bit more now, which we can talk about afterwards. But um, it was more of a drawn out game, where maybe it's not like as tactical as it might have used to have been. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's very much like, okay, turn four, we're still going for objectives and stuff. Yeah. And now, okay, turn three, we're getting into combat. Or turn mm-hmm. late turn two, maybe we're still getting into combat or whatever, right? Where I find Age of Sigmar is, this is what my army, this is what it does. It does this right away. Let's get yeah. to the meat of it. There's no dancing around or whatever. We are coming at each other. Yeah, I and think... This is what my army's going to try and do. This is what your army's trying to do. Let's get this over with. I so find 40k finishing, is like that, too. It's getting like that now, with yeah. like being able to turn two. My guys come in and charge you right away. Now I'm in close combat. That's what my army does. Well, not just that. It's like, okay, turn one, I'm shooting the living shit yeah. out of your army and blowing away like half your stuff now. Try and come at me, bro. Mm-hmm. Well, so. yeah. I don't know the last game I played where half my stuff got taken off the board turn one but I've had substantial losses turn one just felt like it's this is going to be an uphill battle <laughs> but that's kind of playing assault though so. yeah um yeah Sigmar very bloody like by turn three you've been playing like an hour and a half easily <laughs> so yeah and anyway so it plays second that was a 2000 point game second game was a thousand points and Mike got a first turn charge off because he flew his. He was running Iron Jaws first game, Bone Splitters second game, and flew a uniform, just charged me. Which, first turn charge, so the crux of my Skaven list is the Battle Standard Bearer, who in the hero phase plants his banner and he can't move that for the rest of the turn. But then it gives everything within 13 inches fearless and mm-hmm. re rolling ones to hit in shooting and assault. Mm-hmm. So, really good, but okay. He charges me first turn before I've done that. My yeah. shitty leadership with Skaven bites me in the ass and losing guys left, right, and center. Mm, it's bravery, not leadership. Get it right. Whatever. <laughs> They're my duders. It's leadership. <laughs> Duders, yeah. So, yeah, it's just really... Unbalanced cool. mission. That was like a very... That was out of the General's Handbook, that mission. Oh, the second it? game, yeah. It was oh. just a very basic mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Clan rats are actually pretty good in like huge numbers, though. Like 30 plus models yeah. with support. It's pretty good. That's how they're supposed to be run. Yeah, you can. I, I they need me means of forty. That's the only way to run them. Yeah, unfortunately. So, which is a shame. Why do they still come in boxes of twenty? Yeah, right. It just sucks. You have to buy two boxes for a unit to even be. And they usable. are. It's not usable. You don't run a unit of twenty clan rats. You like if you see that in the game, your opponent's either just wasting points to get stuff on the table, or they don't know what to do. Also, you don't run units of twenty. Clan rats are. The worst models I've bought from VW in memory. Mm. They are completely monopose. Then each clan has three pieces. The body, or sorry, it's the left arm holding a weapon, a yeah. shield, and everything else. Mm-hmm. And I bought I bought a box of them to convert, and they're not convertible. Like into Gisales, Yeah, they're not convertible. Not at all, yeah. They uh, are the, so useless. Flag monks are kind of similar. It's just three pieces. Yeah, body, and it's just like... Arms. Uh, the head is separate, but... It's like this, I can't, like, it, I was blown away by how terrible they are compared to, like, even, like, other kits. I'm just like, how have these not been redone at any point? Yeah, there's no escape in love. <laughs> I know, but it's just like, how how are these priced compared to other kits? Like, you're paying, what, 30, 40 bucks for a unit of 20 of them? Mm-hmm. You, that's a rip-off for, for their other products. Playing the Dark Eldar of the Fantasy World War. The 3rd edition Dark Eldar had more customization <laughs> than these pieces of shit. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm very happy that I was donated a lot of them, because, like, to buy, if I had to buy, I wouldn't have bought them. It was just bought another line. Well, bottom line. I haven't, like, built or opened up too much uh, Age of Sigmar, but there's not a lot of, like, you Custom, know, like customization with... Uh, with the, the older kits. Stuff. The newer the newer ones, really? The Blood Warriors I bought like the yeah. ten man box, like the newer box, and they're fine. That's good. Nothing wrong with them. But that's also a forty K crossover as well, isn't it? No. No, it's not though. Oh, they're not the I mean you could use them as corn berserkers with like modif- minor modifications. Okay. And I would suggest it because mm-hmm. they're beautiful models. Yeah. But yeah, they're it's it's like they're heavily armored guys. You yeah, know yeah. the guys that run squads of five. Yeah, yeah. So right. Yeah, so Really disappointed with the clan rat models. Like, well, at least they were free. Well, no, one, I, one I box bought a, You bought one box. I bought a box, yeah. yeah. And I had to go and buy because I was I bought the box to convert them to Jezails, and then I ended up going and buying the uh, gutter, not gutter runners, the other word, night runners, night runners, yeah, which are you know how it should be. They yeah. have separate pieces, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, okay, anything else you want to add for Agent Sigmar? Built a battle standard bear. It's on Facebook. He's it awesome. is beautiful. Go check him out. Yeah, it is single handedly one of the coolest looking models I've yeah. ever seen. And he's huge, but yeah. like, I don't know. He could be toughness seven. There's no toughness. Yeah. Who knows? He's pretty tough. He's yeah, got exactly. five wounds and a four plus six. Yeah, it's beautiful. We'll check it out on Facebook. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be right back after these messages from sponsors we don't have. Within all Star Wars Beyond the Rim. <laughs> was that just Star Wars music, or was that... Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm tone deaf. <laughs> I forget. Uh, it sounds right to me, but to other people, it's not. A <laughs> uh, little side note, a friend of mine who's a musician in Windsor was once humming a song. He's like, what are you singing? I'm like, I'm singing your song. He's like, no, Ian, that's... 
That's not it. Please, never do that again. <laughs> Please, just don't make noises anymore. <laughs> well, in the last, like, month and a half, we've had... We always have Star Wars in our life, but I feel like we've had a lot of Star Wars. Yeah, just in our life. Just have to hook it into my veins, man. <laughs> um, first off, Star Wars Rebels has started up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think four episodes have come out now. Um, and the first two being a double, yeah. Yeah, I've only seen the first three. I haven't watched the fourth one yet. Um, you're laughing at me right now. Uh, it's pretty good. No, 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 because no. you don't know which character is in it. Oh, that's right. Oh, there's like a there's a new never, character. A new character, sweet. Do you want me to tell you? No. Okay. <laughs> He's, um, he does. No, oh, boy. Don't ruin it for me. They, they don't play a large role in the episode, but yeah. we probably shouldn't give too many spoilers, anyways. But um, yeah, no. I season started off great. Hopefully, it's not the uh, same thing that was last season, which was like the first yeah. two episodes were really, really great, and then it was just like. The whole second season was phenomenal, mm-hmm. but it was like we went off of the storyline and went on all these like little side adventures, yeah. and it's like, okay, when are we progressing the story here? Last episode of the season progresses the story. I really want to see like more just of like a storyline driven season. Yeah, well, the fourth episode does progress the story, like see? it's focused on the rebellion, mm-hmm. which is like the main plot point now. It's not. There's also like oh. There's holocrons and Jedi training and Inquisitors, but, yeah. like, you know, last season was establishing a rebel base. That was a big storyline. Mm-hmm. And now it's, like, progressing that. So, hopefully, you know, keeps going. Mm-hmm. No, I'm loving man, as always. Like, I, yeah. I'll repeatedly say, that's one of the best shows on TV. The, that first episode was so good. Yeah. Like, so dark. Like, I love me my dark television. Ezra mm-hmm. being, like, a fucking monster. Yeah. I love it. Just love it. Like, yeah, that opening, like, fight scene, where he's like, don't worry, I got this. Yeah. Uh, I was watching it with, um, my Daryl and Bio, who I'm sure I've mentioned at some point. Daryl's on, on the Star Wars Yeah, Daryl was on the Star Wars episode, and Bio was, uh, my, part of my original Star Wars role-playing group. Daryl is not a fan of Rebels, but after watching that episode, he was basically like, I need to give this show a shot, at least this season. Yeah. And Bio, who's never seen Rebels... Was just like, hmm, this Ezra character, he's got, he's got Moxie. Because yeah, Bio plays a complete fucking psycho yeah. in our Edge game. <laughs> like, just one of the first sessions we had, he scalped an Imperial Captain. So Edge, One of the first sessions. It's and like... carries the scalp with him. <laughs> like, to this day? Yeah, like, it's in his character's inventory, and he whips it out whenever he's dealing with, like, rebel sympathizers who don't trust him. Yeah. He's like, here's the scalp of this captain. Right on. And like routinely tortures people in that game, and so like it's a really dark campaign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I'll talk more about that later. Right on. Yeah. Um, we also, well, you have seen. I am not watching anymore. The uh, new Rogue One trailer. Yeah. Oh, that was good. It's uh, it's awesome. Jay, you. Well, um. Won't give you any spoilers. Rose Wilson Slim. No, it's uh, yeah, that movie just looks. It looks so phenomenal. Good. I just can't wait. I probably mentioned it before. There's rumors that it's not starting with an opening scroll crawl. Crawl, yeah. Um, which I love. I think that's great. Yeah. Keep the opening crawl to like the big ones, the, big the episodes, ones, the main yeah. And now just expand the universe, so we yeah. have so much Star Wars forever. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> AT-ATs, and there's shots of at You know there's AT-ATs yeah, yeah, yeah. in the yeah. movie, but there's a couple of shots with them, and it's just so cool. Mm-hmm. 
and just yeah yeah I've decided that like I've seen enough already mm-hmm. to be like yes I want to see this movie obviously it's Star Wars and watch it anyways but like I'm interested I'm really psyched for it I don't need to see any more I don't want anything else spoiled for me I'm afraid that like you're gonna get like the whole story and yeah like, know so many scenes I yeah. just want to see this cool scene that I've never seen any footage of before uh, yeah for me I don't spoilers don't really bug me like I actually I used to don't do it so often anymore. But like I when I start a book like a novel, I go to the last page and read the last line because <laughs> usually the last line doesn't tell you anything special. Yeah, it's yeah. just like this little closing thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Spoilers don't bother me. You just don't like surprise. I don't mind surprise. It's just <laughs> it's not the the For if a film or a show is only good because it's got some crazy twist that I don't really care about it. It's not, it's got to be the whole thing has to be good, not just one twist. Yeah. Like Sixth Sense, I knew the twist in it because I saw it like a year after it came out Mm -hmm. and I didn't like the movie at all. Yeah. Which I know you're a big fan of the, what's his name? M. Night. M. Night, but, which I like his, don't hate me. I like his, some of his other films is just Sixth Sense I really didn't like because it's all based on one twist. Yeah. It's like, okay, Um, don't need to watch this. No, for me, it wasn't so much it's not so much revealing the story. It's that from that first trailer or like two trailers that came out. Yeah. Um, the cinematography. It's, just, oh, it's just such a yeah. beautiful looking movie that like I don't want to see any more of it. I want to be just amazed at the cinematography when I watch yeah. it. Um, do you know who's directing it? Like, is it any big name or I forget? But I'm assuming it's not like J.J. Abrams or no, no, no. But he's still Spielberg. He's or... still, you know, just Abrams. Nobody a Star Wars movie. Mm, maybe they want to give him a chance. <laughs> oh, well, apparently there were a lot of reshoots, so who knows? Yeah. Um, however, I think the big thing we're going to talk about right now... Imperial Assault. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, uh, the other Jay, day... keep it in your pants, yeah, please. Yeah, the other day, uh, I told you, and I was like, I kind of feel like going to, uh, to Meeple Mart. He's like, yeah, okay, let's meet there. So we met up there. Yeah, because I was finishing work. Yeah. I don't work that far from there. So. And um, so Meeple Mart in Toronto, great store. Yeah. Just like awesome board game selection, just hobby selection in general. Jay, great store. You're selling it short. <laughs> it's fucking gaming mecca, all yeah. right? Like, I tell people in Windsor they need to do pilgrimages there. Like, that's, that's how I work. When I walk in there, man, oh, God, sorry, I love that store. Yeah. Just... Um, anyways, but I had already had in my mind that I wanted to buy Imperial Assault because mm. I'd heard a lot about it. There's a fairly large community in Toronto here that mm-hmm. plays it, um, but I didn't know too much about the game. So I, I think that day I went on YouTube and I kind of just watched mm-hmm. like a little bit of a session of it being played and instantly I was like, all right, this is something I can get behind. Yeah. And I didn't watch too much of it because I didn't want like the game, the complete game to be spoiled. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, yeah, this seems interesting. Uh, I did a little bit of research on how much it cost and everything like that. Went there, made the, made the purchase because it's kind of pricey. I think with tax it came like 110 bucks or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's a big board game. So it's a big investment, but man. Is it an awesome game? And you get so much with it as well. Like, so many tiles. I think you make four... There's four different landscapes from the tiles. Mm-hmm. And everything is double-sided, right? Yeah. And only that, it's like a puzzle. So when you build the board, you, like, rearrange it. Rearrange the tiles to however you want. Kind of like Zombicide in that you can rearrange the little, like, one-by-one tiles yeah. that it is. But... Um, it's small, even more... Smaller. It's more complex. And it's more complex. Yeah. So many different variations. It's yeah. not just every map is in the square. It's, like, corridors. Instead of a city corridors. block, it's, like, rooms. <laughs> and it all comes together, and like some of them are the inside of a cantina, some of them are inside of an imperial ship or installation, or yeah. outside or 
And you think that, oh, that's such a such a dramatic change in scenery, but it works because they give you a lot of, like, doorways. Yeah. Like, transition points, so it's like almost any one can blend into the other. Oh, we're in a forest. Oh, but there's an imperial outpost. Yeah. Oh, we're in the desert, but there's an imperial outpost, or mm-hmm. there's a cantina or something yeah. like that, right? And there's, like, I think there is one, like, they're, you can build the inside of sh- a ship, like a freighter, yeah. and yeah. then there's an airlock and, like, an imperial Star Destroyer installation or mm-hmm. something. So, yeah. There's also now, like, a ton of expansions. Yeah. Um, so we've only been playing, like, the current, or the, um, campaign side, mm-hmm. where, like, I've been playing as the Imperials, and, I've been playing as Rebels. and like, you and our friends have been playing yeah. as the Rebels, just the, the characters and the story mode, mm-hmm. um, but, like, the big thing with the game is the skirmish mode, yeah, and how, like, you build a deck of these cards, mm-hmm. and you, that plays into the list build that you do, right, and obviously there's, like, what the current meta is with all the characters out, yeah, I mean, it's just another great FFG game, FFG has three Star Wars games that are, like, huge on the competitive Four. scene right now. Oh, three, yeah, competitive yeah. games, yeah. Um, Edge isn't competitive. No, but what I mean is, like, there are tournaments for them and everything. And Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if the Armada community in Toronto was that large. The impression I have of Armada in general is it's not as big as the other two. Yeah. It's still played competitively, has competitive support from FFG. I mean, X-Wing's massive, mm-hmm. and Imperial Assault... I, I don't know. You say the big community. Assume yeah. you're not lying to me. I don't know why you would lie about that. Jason. No, I see all the invites, the all the events and stuff. Yeah. So, um, so that's it's definitely a game that I'm going to be getting into. Well, like I said, you've been looking for a skirmish game. You're thinking of getting into Malifo oh, yeah. or another one. Infinity. That's the yeah. one. But you know, this could be your skirmish. Game. Yeah. Yeah. So. And while you can, and if you're playing skirmish, if you should paint the models yeah. that you're using. You don't have to. Yeah. Everything is already... It's not like I gotta buy a kit, build it, and go through that like hobby burnout. Mm-hmm. It's a... Cool. I want to add more Trandoshan Hunters. I go and buy the Trandoshan Hunters kit. Yeah. Right? And there you go. I got the cards that come with them. I got the models. If I want yeah. to paint them, I can. If not, perfect. Um, so, yeah. No, I start getting into that a lot. The only thing is... I, I really like playing the campaign mission. Like, being the heroes and the rebels. And yeah. You GMing. But it... Sometimes it seems really easy for the heroes. I, well, we're still new to the game. Yeah. I don't think that we've... I ha, I also don't play, a, like, super aggressive yeah. as the Imperials. Like, I try and make it a little yeah. bit easier for you. I'm also learning how to play yeah. as the Imperials, how to save up. Like, that's the one qualm that I have with the game, is that the campaign book, mm-hmm. it doesn't do the best job of explaining... Like, rule. it's com- really the, complex. Yeah, like, how, how a person's supposed to win a mission and stuff like that. Um, I mean, it's all there. You just have to really... You can't just, like, set up as the Imperials, and, because the Rebels usually don't, they don't get to read the mission sheet. You're right. supposed to read, you're supposed to GM the game for them. Um, you don't, it doesn't, unless you have to read through the whole mission first. Yeah. You can't just play along as well and kind of see what happens. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, like, we played one the other day, where you get, like, as the Imperials, you get reserve cards. Yeah. Reserve forces. And... Depending on the threat level of the game, mm-hmm. you get a certain amount of points every turn. And you can use those points to bring in those reserve cards that you have. Like extra stormtroopers yeah. or something. So I didn't realize that this mission that we were playing, it never gives you like a hint or an advice that you should just save up all that until the last room that they come in and it activates these two spawn points in the same room. Mm-hmm. And you can start spawning yeah. as many guys in there as you want. It doesn't really like mention that. Yeah, all, yeah. So... Things like that kind of get a little frustrating, but 
hey, it's a great game, so I'm willing to play it yeah, over and a, over and over to perfect it. It's a learning curve, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, and also that game would be so fun or so useful for Edge. Yeah, like, because of the customizable boards and everything. Yeah. You so, can basically set up whatever scenario you want. Yeah, so speaking, uh, is that good from yeah. Soul? Speaking of Edge, I, when I was in Windsor, I ran a Edge adventure with my old group. Mm-hmm. So we have um, our primary episodic campaign where we rotate GMs called Unwarranted Hostility, nice. which is the name of our show. <laughs> and uh, Unwarranted Hostility. Yeah, it's it's perfect. And it describes our group perfectly because we're all like terrible psychos. <laughs> like I remember last time I was... Wait, in-game or real life? Uh, in-game, <laughs> mostly. Awesome. Like last time I remember playing our... Uh, compound got raided by like mercenaries yeah. and I ran up to a guy I'm like throw down your weapon Daryl who was GMing he's like okay he drops his weapon I'm like okay I riddle him with holes <laughs> and it's like you don't fuck you don't come into our house and do shit like you're dead yeah, you yeah. do that you're dead <laughs> so anyways so because of the way this was like the first campaign we ran and just the way things fell out, it got really unbalanced, and so like our characters got super powerful, and we kind of fucked some stuff up. So I've been really keen in pushing to do a season two, where mm-hmm. we start new characters who are the like the employees of our old characters, oh, like they're cool, creating. Yeah. You can make your characters reoccurring NPCs or something like that. Yeah, right? or like go back and like oh special guest stars, and yeah. you go back to our old crew, but because. Like, the goal of our crew is to build up a criminal empire, not mm-hmm. just be, like, a tramp freighter. These guys are doing it. So they, that, that's a sp- specific Star Wars term, <laughs> tramp freighter. Really it good. means something specific. Yeah. Like, a freighter that doesn't have a standard port of call. Mm-hmm. Anyways, God. <laughs> um, so the first mission was the new crew, the new employees, the new workers had to go to a derelict uh, capital ship and make sure it's fit for habitation, that's going to become, like, the new base of operations, the new, like, as a starport, essentially. So it was uh, an old droid battleship. So you know the ones from Episode 1 that are, like, the donuts with the yeah, sphere in the middle? Yeah, one of those. And they go on there, and it turns out that they're, the droids that are left over and alive on there have formed this weird religion where they found <laughs> God. And they all have, like... <laughs> binary straight line barcode tattoos that they nice. painted on I and like it. built like painted the hallways and stuff and there's one uh, if you remember in Clone Wars there's like the strategy droid mm-hmm. it's kind of got like a pointy beak yeah. so one of those is like it's their like priest the leader, yeah. yeah and there's a destroyer droid in there as well that's awesome I love that and uh, their god that they're worshipping and they send droids out to be sacrificed to yeah. it is this weird like um sort of like giant centipede think like um the uh, necron forge world pieces yeah. yeah think of something like that but instead of like one like unanimous design it's built from like spare parts from other things <laughs> so they're sacrificing the battle droids to this thing they'll come like suck in their energy yeah and destroy them yeah and they're just worshiping it and you nice. get there and there's like all these hints that like something's going wrong yeah and then eventually, like, oh, we'll go restart the... They got the droids on their side, and they went and restarted the core. <laughs> and then the centipede thing came... The monster came yeah. in. That's the name I had for it in the notes. Came in. All the B1s were like, oh, Lord, take <laughs> us! And they're just running, throwing themselves to exactly. them all, yeah. yeah, and the centipede's just eating them. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, sucking out their <laughs> essence. And then I remember uh, my buddy Zach, who was playing, 
he like was trying to restart the core because it's first characters. Anyone who's played Edge, like you fail nonstop when you have new characters, so he couldn't restart the core to save his life. <laughs> so he's like, "Oh, well, I'm just gonna take this power cable and leap and like shove it into the eye of the centipede guy, and that's how they killed it." Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, he just jumped <laughs> off and like, nice. Like all the other characters, like helping him in one way or another. So and I gave him a bunch of boosts and stuff. And yeah, they they kind of like saved up and they managed to make the role. Yeah. Which, it's good, because they'd be pretty fucked. <laughs> but yeah, and now, like, everyone was super pumped, because there's rules for basis of Operation, yeah. Edge and Age of Rebellion and stuff, so that's, hopefully we'll continue doing that over um, Roll20.net, which is like an online virtual tabletop. Yeah, you guys use that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we didn't use that for this session, but we did another session where we used it, and it's pretty cool. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, I want to try it out. Yeah, I'm gonna. I want to run Dark Heresy on that because I bought some books same day as you bought Imperial Soul, mm-hmm. and then I bought more books yesterday. Just gonna run that dead system. Yeah, well, I uh, a lot of the first edition books that are compatible with second edition, mm-hmm. and I don't want to do tons of prep work, so I bought a bunch of pre-made adventures, so I'll have a library of like Stories, I don't know yeah. six or eight book campaign books, and yeah. can just run those. That's so. Awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna, a couple of people have already expressed interest in doing that, so I'm going to run it online with some guys from Windsor and some local guys. Yeah. So yeah. I'll be down. I'm just joking about not learning a new system. But well, it's, it's, it's Inquisitor. Days, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, it, it's very similar to Inquisitor, yeah. so. Sweet, man. Yeah. Uh, got anything else? Nope. Cool, man. I guess we'll take a break and be right back. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of Wrong Side of the Maelstrom. I know I did. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited. This is around our one-year mark. Yeah, I think we so started around September. We recorded of... Labor Day weekend. Is that was what it was? the first yeah. time we recorded. But Sorry, it... I don't remember our anniversary. I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, but we didn't release it till possibly end of September or even October. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's November now when we're recording this. Bit, one year, but... man. Yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. Cool. I remember... <laughs> So I'm going to give a little short story. I don't remember if if I've talked about this before, but I believe it was last August or July. uh, Elton, friend of the Maelstrom, who's been on Mm -hmm. the show once or twice, um, and myself, we drove down to Windsor Mm -hmm. because Kevin Smith was doing a evening with Kevin Smith. um, At Windsor Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, like, Elton and I are, like, huge Kevin Smith fans, always have been. It's not obvious to our listeners, you know. Right. <laughs> um, but yes, they, you and Elton are. Yeah, so like we couldn't pass this up and we went. And I was expecting all these like funny stories, which I got. But then he also talked about podcasting because that's mainly what he does now. He's still a director, yeah. but he does a lot. Like he, The man has like f- like a ton of podcasts. He, he, he has does. a podcast network. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was really going on about like how it's this medium that there's no regulation on it right now. Mm-hmm. And you can just go out there and talk. Yeah. And people are listening. And it, the podcast, it's really a community. Mm-hmm. Like, you meet people that that's what they do. They listen to podcasts. Yeah. And I'm one of those people. Like, I fall asleep every night listening to different podcasts. Yeah. Like, I don't listen to, like, every Warhammer podcast out there. I listen to a lot of, like, comedians' podcasts. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of everything. Whatever I'm interested yeah. in. There's somebody, there's somebody talking about it. And that's the great thing about podcasting, man, is that, like, and people say that about, to us about our podcast, is that it's good conversation. Yeah. And that's just what I like. It's in the world that we live in nowadays. So many people are like sitting alone at their house or whatever, mm-hmm. 
we don't go out and socialize a lot and like in person but when you have a good conversation playing that you're listening to yeah you feel like you're part of the conversation yeah definitely and that's what i love so much about podcasting and i remember we were leaving that that uh yeah we were walking back to my place yeah and i was like dude man have you ever thought about doing a warhammer podcast i mean i know there's a few out there but like man all we do is talk warhammer man why don't we just start recording it and I already had a title picked out at that. Yeah, point. you already had a title. Well, because I I thought about it before. Like uh, we've talked about this way back in the day, but I have a background in community radio. I used to do a labor show at uh, University of Windsor, and you're never going to get a war game miniature radio show on the air, let alone one specifically about one game. Yeah. Even if Warhammer 40k is the biggest yeah. one, because it's not broad enough. But yeah. podcasting, like it's. You can talk about anything, and people yeah, don't listen. It's, it's next to free for us to to put for anyone to put something out. Right? Uh, yeah, because you have your there stuff. are costs for it, obviously. But yeah, like we upgraded our equipment in the past. But year like iTunes doesn't cost doesn't charge us anything. Uh, no, but we there's cost to like host putting it online. Yeah, but it, there's actually like cheap ways to do it too. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember what they are, but a friend of mine who does a music podcast was telling me. Yeah, so if the podcast. Listen, if you're listening to this, you play 40K, you have some disposable income. It's less than starting a new army. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. Well, like, you know, this was something I wanted to do because that I had at that point, I was no longer doing the radio show. And it was in part of my life that was no longer there. Yeah. And, you know, we, I guess, get along fairly well. So I guess. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was a good step to jump in and just start doing it. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do a podcast, the hardest thing is just keeping it up. And like, we struggle with that when we go. Oh, on we definitely struggle. We'll go on like, and the problem is too, is like you, you don't record for a few weeks you and you of kind habit. of get into this rut of not like recording it. Yeah. You get yeah. out of the habit of recording. Um, and we apologize for that. Cause sometimes we do take, actually we're, recording right now and we've taken another like month and a half hiatus from yeah. our show um and we you don't know when it's going to happen necessarily like it's not planned real life comes so, up and stuff but i yeah. think that's part of the challenge and that's what i'm enjoying too with it is like and now we've started talking again about no we need to record more we need to bank stuff yeah. we need to make sure that we're providing a solid product for mm-hmm. the people that enjoy the show right yeah so after saying that uh next episode will be another apology for no <laughs> but i mean if you listen to other podcasts the same thing happens there's only a few that are really consistent yeah and it, it kind of makes me feel better the ones that are really consistent it's almost becomes a job for them where they are making yeah. an income off of it and stuff or not necessarily not always an income but they're they've sponsors and that helps the cost and we're it, still working on stuff like that yeah um, but well it's it's what you put into it. Like we put a fair amount of time into it mm-hmm. and we put in, you know, some like, I don't want to say some people care about it more, but you know, we're still, we're still young and still have like lots of bills to pay. So yeah, we yeah. kind of, you know, pick our battles, but mm-hmm. this is definitely something that we're going to continue to do in the foreseeable future. I think, I think so too, man. Yeah. So I'm not tiring out. Um, no. I want to thank you though, man. Thank you for the last year of good conversations and laughing. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, that's really awkward because I was about to ask you to leave. <laughs> going to find a new co-host. Did you invite the other new co-host? I was wondering who was laughing in the closet at me. Yeah, sorry. It's, 
Wow, this is really awkward. But I don't want to just thank you. I want to thank everyone that listens to us. Because you guys are the reason we do this. Exactly. Continue to do it. If it wasn't for your support. Yeah. I'm sure I would have quit by now. Yeah. (laughs) Our loving fan base. Yeah. That's who we listen to. Anyways, to the... Talk to. (laughs) Yeah, to the normal normal bullshit. Uh, We normally game at uh, Games Workshop... Wow. Games Workshop Young and Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, Just one other thing I want to say, like... A podcast should be about building a community, and that's really what I want to focus on going yeah. forward, is building a community in Toronto and having the podcast not necessarily be a central part of that or an integral part, but helping build it at yeah. the very least. Mm-hmm. We always like so, having other people on the show, too, Yeah, and hearing from you guys. And speaking of hearing from you guys, we like, have a Facebook page. There you go. Facebook.com slash wrong side of the maelstrom. If you want to contact us through email, wrong side of the maelstrom at gmail.com. Messenger pigeons you can send down to. Uh, Don't the, you give my address. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say GW Young and Lawrence. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We'll usually be there in person to receive And them. I would love to have Mike's reaction to a massive amount of pigeons <laughs> standing in front of his store. <laughs> uh, as always, though, um, some great stores in Toronto that you guys can yeah. uh, go to. Meeple Mart. We love Meeple Mart. Yeah. Uh, I go to Legends. Yeah. Uh, around Langstaff. There's also GW Legends or GW Langstaff, yeah. which is a nice store. Yeah, those are really close to each other. Um Dueling Grounds yeah, is also on store. the Bloor and Dufferin area. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh in Mississauga there is X Planet. Okay. Yeah, that's why I had to say <laughs> that. Yeah, also four oh one games is yeah. a good Toronto store. Um if we miss anything if we've missed any other stores that they, we don't frequent, let everyone else know on yeah. Facebook. If you got an upcoming event and you want us to promote it, we're, we don't charge for promoting. Like we said, stuff. we want a community show. Yeah. So, yeah, if you have an upcoming tournament or event or campaign or something, let us know. We'll talk about it on the show. Or if recording scheduling doesn't work out, the very least we'll do is, like, put it on Facebook and spread the word in person. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. So, I'm Ian. And I'm Jason. And we'll see you on the wrong side of the maelstrom. See what Spike Cube has posted up? No. Where they're like, this election season, remember, if you can't pick anyone, choose chaos. <laughs> it's just going to send more people towards Trump. Right. right. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out which god he worships. Oh, Nurgle, man. He is one disgusting man. Uh, I don't know Corn because no, yeah. he's so hateful. Yeah, possibly. But he's not like. Would that have made with Would that have made Obama Zenich then? He wants that change. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. He, I mean, Trump's pretty rapey too. So maybe Slanesh. I don't know. I think he's just fully undivided. The man doesn't even know what he's fucking saying. Chaos ascendant. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> fucking shitty cultist. That's all he is. <laughs>